0: От ви спитали, як так може бути. Е, так може бути тому, що Донбас взагалі регіон, який... Ну, це не просто депресивний регіон, розумієте? Там настільки великий комплекс такі грона проблем. І головніше, наприклад, тому, що там просто дика кількість абсолютно непотрібних людей. Економ... Повірте, я абсолютно свідомо про це говорю. От якщо брати навіть чисто Донецьку область, там приблизно 4 мільйони населення. Ще не менше мільйона півтора, там просто зайвих людей. Що нам не треба розуміти Донбас, нам треба розуміти взагалі український національний інтерес, а Донбас треба просто використати як ресурс. Який треба, відповідно з приводу розуміння Донбасу, мені здається, що ну, в мене немає зрозуміння жодного рецепту, що тут можна зробити швидко, але ем, найголовніше, що треба зробити е, в даний момент, е, як це там жорстоко не призвучить, є, певне, є певна категорія людей, яких треба просто вбити.
1: Welcome to The Daily Wrap-Up, a concise show dedicated to bringing you the most relevant, independent news as we see it from the last 24 hours. Tuesday, April 12th, 2022. Thank you for joining me today. Interesting day, indeed. A lot going on around the world and internally. (laughs) It's just... You know, what's been really consuming my mind before we jump into this discussion of what's the chemical weapons allegations coming out of Ukraine. And of course, that clip we just played is a journalist from Ukraine, 2014, discussing how these groups need to be exterminated. Right. And this is a person that is discussing the Donbass people and, and, you know, respectively Donetsk, Donetsk and Luhansk areas and that they are not useful, that they're superfluous, he says and that ultimately should be exterminated. Now you, as always, take that for what you will. It's amazing how obvious this stuff is today. But I got to admit that I've been been struggling a bit lately. And I don't know really exactly what it's... There's so much going on right now that I feel torn. I feel like in many ways, you guys know me well enough by now that I feel like I'm constantly trying to... I find that I'm failing in certain ways because I don't feel like I'm covering certain things well enough or getting enough done or so on. And, and I think it really stems back to how almost increasingly, at least how they want it to seem insurmountable, this continues to become in regard to censorship and, and technological manipulation. And it just becomes really frustrating. And I can't let that, I I will not let that win. I will not let that beat out what we're trying to accomplish, but it's important that we share these things with each other because it is frustrating what's happening right now. And it's frustrating to not feel like you're reaching people. It's frustrating to see what they show you to try to convince you is the majority and say, look, you're not part of that. You don't understand what's going on. You don't have all the inside information. You don't have the right channels. You're not watching the right person. And it is frustrating because we are banging our heads against this wall. But I have to remind myself, and the point is, every time I come here and discuss things in the chat with you guys, or I just discuss what's going on here. Funny enough, my chat just disconnected. Oh, there it came back. Well, maybe we just lost connection there for a second. I hope not. The point is that you guys bring me back. Just even just joking with some people in the chat before we began. It's like I, you guys keep me sane, making me realize that there are real people out there fighting for real things that do care that people are struggling. And that's what matters. Whether it's just the people in this chat or whether it is most of the world. We need to find that where we can. And and today, especially, I've been frustrated by a lot of things. Some small things such as finding out that there's some reasonably prominent independent outlets out there that are reposting our work, or at least in one case, without actually pretending that it's their original work. It's not really all about credit. It's just about integrity and it's frustrating. And so I'm trying to jump to conclusions. I'm trying to find out if there's been a misunderstanding, but it's just like it comes at you from all sides, doesn't it? And it's really just about getting things done and standing by our principles and our integrity as best we can because we all make mistakes. But, okay, it does look like there was some buffering there. In any case, I just want you guys all to know that you have an outlet here, whether it's me, the people in this chat, the people anywhere in regard to our community that are fighting for the same things. So find solace in that because I do. Now, we're going to talk about this today in regard to the chemical weapons allegations that you probably already knew about because we have talked about it. Not the specific allegations of chemical weapons in Mariupol coming from the Aza battalion of yesterday, but the, the simple reality that they have been talking about this for a while. And no, not the, the, the corporate press about Russia's allegations or their false flags or all these just one after the other allegations, accusations just everywhere, most of which fall flat. Whatever happened to the big false flag in the beginning that was supposed to be the impetus for why they pushed in and they just pushed in without anything? I guess they just went past that. They didn't say, oh, we were wrong. They just went right past it. They go, well, maybe that's the false flag. Maybe this is it over here. Maybe that's the one. And they're just pointing everywhere and, you know, people like Lindsey Graham coming out and saying, I think that's the false flag. It just got really, really stupid, really fast. And throughout this entire process, what have we seen? Endlessly. And nobody can deny this. Absolute. Blind regurgitation of anything being stated by even a quasi-level official inside of Ukraine. Just blind reporting from a mayor on the ground, from some random person, part of this regiment on the ground. And they're all reporting it. New York Times, Washington Post, Wall Street, everybody just, this is what Ukraine said. Now, you could even give them the benefit of the doubt if you want to, and pretend that, well, they're just reporting what they said, but they don't do that for Russia. They're, both of these sides are involved in this in this, this situation, so why, if they're just, just reporting what they heard, why wouldn't they do that for both sides? You see, because there's an obvious contradiction right there. They're doing it for one side because they only want you to hear what one side is saying and then acting like that's the legitimate story, which also is happening, jumping right over the top of it and saying, this is what happened. Russia needs to be accountable for war crimes. Did we, did we prove that? Did, some, did we get evidence? Nope, just statements over and over and over. Or even finding out that they're o- overtly fake, false, manipulative. I mean, the ghost of Kiev. I mean, you could go on on and on about these the different lies they put forward. But then we have things like the Mariupol Theater, which you can still argue. Um, always feel free to, to stand by what you believe if you are rooted in the facts. People can have different opinions. The idea being that the overwhelming reality is that it's not clear. I believe it's pretty obvious that this was not what we were told and this was a false flag. I've backed that up by the facts. My point being is that you cannot say that we know for sure this was one, this was Russia, this was, we don't. And I do think pretty clearly it was manipulated, or we have the kindergarten from the very beginning, or we have Bucha, which is also very clearly being shown to be a lie, very clearly, which doesn't mean people didn't die. It's There's a thousand different things that are standing out now. My point being, every single one of them, they went, Ukraine said. Russia did this. Calling for war crimes tribunals. We haven't even proven this stuff. So long-winded point to now, guess what happens? They get accused of chemical weapons by the Aza Battalion. Well, it's What they've been saying was coming. Everybody, Biden, everybody, Psaki, they're all saying this has happened. They're going to do it. They're getting ready. I think they're going to do it. And then it even comes out with this weird side story where it's like, well, we don't even have to have intelligence to say these things. But then it finally happens yesterday. They say it. They did it. Chemical weapons. And then all of the Western corporate press says, oh, you don't know. I don't see any evidence. We have to look deeper. We don't see anything here. Really? Why all of a sudden did you discover your integrity? Why all of a sudden do you care about facts and data? Because there's something weird here. Whether it's because the Azov Battalion jumped out of turn or just is desperate to make something happen or Zelensky or however you want to look at this or They're trying to fake this to make it look like they have some kind of integrity and due diligence. I mean, that would make sense, but we're going to go through it today and you can come to your own conclusions about it. But I, none of this adds up even remotely with what they've already been doing. Why would it matter to find evidence on this one? If you haven't cared about evidence for any of the ones before this, I mean, right, especially since this is the one thing you keep saying is definitely going to happen. And then it does. And you're like, well, we don't know. We can't tell. It, It does not ring true, but we'll go through it today. Now, I wanted to start off, or actually, I think that was, I mean, that's pretty much the, oh, that's right, there was, we're going to talk about the chemical weapons discussion, but there's also two other things in this. One overarching point that we keep talking about, we keep seeing examples of things that happen in reverse, like let's say Russia, let's take Avastol plant, for example, which comes into play in this, because that's part of the allegation where well, we've already talked about them accusing Russia of attacking this, bombing it a while ago. But yet now it's not bombed and it's there and now they bomb and then this is it's wrapped into the c- discussions today again. Sure, it could be bombed twice, I guess, but they wouldn't be using it as a base if it was already bombed. The point is that they, they keep doing this and it looks like Ukraine keeps recycling these things. Or we're going to come into an example of this acid cloud conversation that's being kind of warped into today's conversation as if it just happened, as if they're saying, look, Russia's even doing this or they're accusing Ukraine of that. But then you find out that that was from a week and a half ago. And I can prove it to you. And it was because it was the other way around. It was that they were accusing Ukraine of doing it and having it. It's just really strange. The point is, there's a lot of this happening today where it seems like they're just trying to repackage older stories, maybe to confuse the issue. I don't ultimately know. But as always, I'll give you the information. You could think for yourselves. But we're also going to talk about some interesting discussions around the Aza battalion and how this is all being kind of wrapped in together like we expected, including. The White Helmets having their debut in the Ukraine story, saying, Guess what? We know what they did. <laughs> Russia, bad guy in Syria, too, and we all know it. Well, you guys should know by now what that really is. It's just a Western apparatus speaking through these fake Syrians, basically, people that are not the Civil Defense Fund, people that are absolutely complete CIA cutouts, or I guess, you know, CIA or MI6, or whatever you want to call it. Vanessa Billy would have a lot to say on that. We've had entire interviews about the ridiculous fake story that is the White Helmets with their English writing in a different country. It's a fake story. There is really a civil, the Syria defense uh, group, which has been there before them. They just took their name and took their stuff and wrote English on the back. And I could go off forever. The point is that all of this is kind of coming together. So let's jump in today to start off with uh, two actual small points and one thing I want to correct before we jump into the chemical allegations. First of all, it's important for us to remember this was the 10th. So yesterday marked three years, three years. Since Julian Assange was dragged from the embassy, and that doesn't even count, by the way, all the time he was forced, and I would, I do think, I would call it forced, because I, I doubt he would live in that embassy if he wasn't, you know, trying to avoid unjust incarceration. But he was dragged from the embassy and incarcerated in a maximum security prison, a maximum security prison, not a violent criminal, not even a criminal accused in a maximum security prison. He's been there for three years. And has not even been charged with a crime. Talk about a travesty of justice. This is the reality of justice in the world we live in. With the the powerful people that we pretend are authorities in, this, in the world. This is what they've allowed to happen. Every single one of them around the world. Whether or not you think that they're a part of it or not. Right? They're either a part of it. I would argue morally ambiguous. Or too afraid or too weak to do anything about it. This is pretty damn disgusting. The UK establishment's treatment of Assange and the world, by the way, is a national disgrace. In this case, a world disgrace. I just can't get past how ridiculous this is. I mean, the only pushback in the beginning, and it was a a valid concern, was that this was sort of a psyop and that he was really just an agent or whatever. And I point I made on and on and on is that whether or not that was the case, it's gone way past that. Even if he he actually is some kind of a CIA stooge, they're still using what he's going through to attack us. So it almost doesn't even matter at this point, but it does because I don't think that's even remotely true. I think it's obvious this person is being thrown under the bus, knowing that he exposed the crimes of the government. Now, Now let's pretend like they care about transparency and honesty and every other situation that we scream back and forth about left versus right when they really don't care about any of us. That's the real point. Oh, I did want to make one uh, announcement before we got into it. I forgot that I'm going to be live with, uh, geopolitics and empire at seven central time. So this show will be done before then, no matter what (laughs) I have to be. And I'm going to make, I'm trying to, I'm going to try to end this within two hours, probably not going to make that, but just be sure to tune in for that. Make that know I have a deadline here and it's going to be a great show because I really like and respect his work. We've been on there. uh, I've been on his show once, I believe, and I've had him on my show once as well. Great great show. Now, this is going to continue. I I just don't even understand how this has been allowed to continue. There's no reason this even continues to make sense as they just kind of ping pong this back and forth and continue to let this person rot in jail. This is punishment. What you're watching in real time is the punishment. You're watching this person pretend to be dragged through what they want to call justice. I mean, even the fact they pretend this is the justice system is a gross joke. But they want you to know, if you if you expose our crimes, we'll give you justice, just like this. Now, Sarah Abdal also points out those people giving him justice have dropped more than 3 million bombs, cluster bombs, on Yemen since 2015. 3 million. Those are illegal, by the way. Remember when everyone freaked out about Russia cluster bomb conversation? Nobody cares about Yemen, though, and they're making lots of money and lots of death over there. Nobody cares. Right. But Russia used cluster bombs. No, we didn't prove that. But they heard they said the word cluster bomb on a report about Russia. Oh, my God. And you know what? It is gross if they used them. But I'd like that proven. Over here, though, you can prove it. And we all know it. And they're making money from it. And then they just yell at you and call you a conspiracy theorist and pretend like you don't understand the situation as these humanity people starve, regardless of what you don't understand. Because that's happening. They all pretend that that's one side or the other. But they're all starving to death and nobody cares. But, yeah, let's point over there. If you're one of those people just kind of tuning in and you think we're crazy, you should feel sick to your stomach that you don't care about this, but you seem to care about things you're being told are happening that you have no idea about, or at the very least, they aren't proving to you. These weapons are banned under international law, Where is the global outrage over seven years of US-UK-sponsored war crimes, these kind of things, this is the point I was saying earlier, and I almost can't put a fine point on it. This is one of the things that are, is beginning to eat me away right now. We all see this. Just because somebody gives some kind of a differing narrative around it, well, it's like, well, yeah, hey, about Saudi Arabia or the or the Houthis and their terrorists and what is, they're killing people, right? So you can point at that situation and you want to pretend you're right. Is that giving you the the reasoning to no longer care that the U.S. government, no, regardless of why, has continued to hurt these people? This is the obscene reality. As it continues, we know this. How about Afghanistan or Iraq or any of the other situations that we've watched devolve into just absolute chaos or Libya, all these free, liberated places. Apparently, we all see it. People that don't want to have a political reason not to. And you're disgusting human beings on all sides because it all happens on both sides. Russia, bad guy. China, bad guy. It's ridiculous because they're all bad guys. the end of the day, and I don't even, I shouldn't even said that because the binary part of that's ridiculous. They're all governments that are capable of terrible things. Can you tell this point sticks with me? I can't stand where this is. And it's not just Yemen. It's any of it. It's any of the situations that we're, we're in this disgusting binary reality where people pretend they don't see things for political advantageous reasons. And it's on COVID. It's on everything. And then people like us get trapped in the middle trying to be objective and they all hate on us. Not just me or T-Lab, but a lot of people in the independent media that are striving every day to be objective as possible and still making mistakes. Still making mistakes. But correcting them when we can. Frustrates me. Now, on that point, I made a pretty big mistake the other day. And it really frustrated me. Of course, it's perfect timing, right? Right. This, and to be quite clear about this, it did not in any way change the reporting other than the fact that it was the wrong location, which is a big deal. I mean, that just changes everything. My point is, it doesn't change the, the actual discussion of the facts other than that I simply put, and really, this speaks, in my opinion, to how a lot of this stuff is being conflated all over the place. A lot of it. But anyway, the bottom, not to, there's no point in make, the bottom line is, this is Scott Ritter discussing the train strike or the train station strike. And when I discussed it, even the title, I don't even know why I put Bucha on it. Because I think my mind was so consumed with that, and that's just that's just my simple mistake. Trust me, I know the I even I know that they're very different places. There was no moment where I thought they were the same thing. It was just we were juggling all these ideas and Covid and different things and I wrote the wrong name down. And I was also, that part of the show also had Booch involved and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, the bottom line is that's a big mistake. And I own that. I'm the one that wrote that down wrong. And the point was, this was uh, right here. Actually, let me just get the the article itself so you can see the main title. This is what it says now. uh, Kramatorsk missile fired from Ukraine. And that that is the train station missile that we're discussing. Now, of course, because this happened, as always, especially with something like this, I put, the title has been updated to correct the mistake of using Bucha instead of Kramatorsk, which is where the strike took place. This will be fully addressed in this show. Just to make a point, this is what we will always do because you have to own your mistakes. Now, the point was, this. Is discussing that rot the missile, and it's still the same point. I want to make sure everyone's clear on that. That this has been unequivocally shown, guys. And this is a court, nobody's addressing this stuff. The point is, and this is what he gets into. And I don't want to go deep into it again because we went over it the other day. But as a muth, essentially, a, a coordinated you, it's using a mathematical uh uh formula to essentially triangulate, coordinate, or uh uh, the, the court, excuse me, what's the word I was using earlier? That's to triangulate's a good word for it, but it's, that's not accurate, I don't think. To, to exactly pinpoint where this could have potentially come from based on the based on where it hit and the trajectory right and so this is not hard to prove and doing so it becomes pretty obvious that the area the black line being the the this expect the, these um the the line the trajectory that they're most likely took and the two dotted lines being like the margin of error essentially and the blue dot being where it actually hit. Okay? The point being is that this is 100%, even with the margin of error, inside of Ukrainian-controlled territory. But yeah, guess what happened? They all skipped over, oh, chemical stuff, and we're pretending we care to investigate that. Oh, you won't investigate something, corporate media? Why don't you investigate the lies you spun about this topic and how this is very clear and how Scott Ritter got censored the moment that he put this out there? The territory from which the launch came is 100% Ukrainian-controlled territory. So first, just try so I don't skip past it, that was a the mistake. I hope that's clarified for people. Bucha is also, in my opinion, very obviously manipulated. I mean, completely, the, the, you want my, the, like I said in the shows, we've covered it. I'm pretty certain that these people were killed at a time when Ukraine controlled this area and they framed it on the Russian on the Russian government. Now, in no way is that to suggest that the Russian government's not capable of that. Just simple, simply talking about facts here and what we can prove. If you have an emotional connection to that story, well, you should reflect on that because we're talking about facts. The point here is that this is obvious, and we have seen them dragging bodies into place. They claim they're trying to find IEDs, even though the guy's like 10 feet away from this thing trying to drag it, because that's clearly how you kill yourself while trying to discover IEDs, right? Or the fact that they move it multiple times after they touch it and walk back and forth. And yeah, it's clearly not what's happening. I've spoken to plenty of military people that laugh when we talked about that. It's not even remotely what they were doing. And how... How often do you look for IEDs by walking up to a body, tying something to it, walking away, and then dragging it away? Yeah, that makes no sense at all. We all know that. This is my point before. Everybody knows that people just have a political reason to ignore how obvious that is. So, the larger point is there's manipulations everywhere. Now, here are some more tweets that I wanted to share from that people have shared of Scott Ritter's account after before it was removed. He's addressing them regarding the Tocha you fired at the train station Get the serial number of the missile off the debris. Provide a list of all the missiles in your inventory with these type by serial number. Prove that missile was never in your inventory. But you can't because it was. Right? These are important topics. This is why he got censored. Now, it says, according to Russian media, Ukraine has moved their S-300s anti-aircraft system to the line of contact with Donbass. It says, hint, each battery is being monitored and targeted in real time. By SS-21 Tocha missiles, they won't survive the first uh, 24 hours of general conflict. Then it goes on to point out, or the, the other one was over here. Now, the point here, guys, is, first of all, remember those S-300s were immediately taken out, as we've already, and they denied, and now it's been shown to be true. Just like a thousand other things, they go, fake news, and it's absolutely real. Where was it? Right here's the other ones. It says, of, of the two combatants, only two Ukrainian armies still use... The Tocha missile systems, this was confirmed by pro-Ukrainian sources. Yes, Russia has some in its inventory, but they were retired after transition to the Iskander in 2019 was completed. Now, I would love to go through a lot of these more in depth, but a lot of these have been censored. The point here is that these things are all adding up in a very clear direction. Now, you can walk away going, you know what? I still don't know. And that's okay. You're allowed to say you don't know. That's, That's probably the smartest thing to do these days. But if you look at all of this evidence including the trajectory and the, the azimuth kind of triangulation if that's the right probably the wrong word and you walk away going well that's that adds doubt but I'm going to go ahead and still think Russia did it. I mean that's just that's an emotional choice. This says finally there is no counter evidence offered by Ukraine, US or NATO, which is usually how this goes, right? They give you a narrative and they say you're fake if you don't agree. Repeating Russia also has these weapons. We assess it was likely Russia. And what motive does Ukraine have is not evidence. And evidence is easy to provide, as Scott points out. And he points to the same tweet. If they wanted to prove it, they could. Just like that. And they won't. Because they can't. And that's why he gets censored. So all of these guys, I mean, as much as you get shouted down by the emotionally invested people on Twitter, which I do not think are the majority, and then, of course, the ma- the corporate media that are just shouting at you about everything they want you to think, it's pretty clear that people see through this, guys. Whether we're talking about the very first kindergarten discussion that they fell apart immediately. Remember, we've been covering this in the moment this started. The moment this began, we were saying not this is a false flag because we didn't know that for sure. When this started, we were calling out the illusions, the manipulations, the fact that the kindergarten was not where they said it was. The fact that there was obvious examples of who was actually there. I could go off about every one of these. Go back and look through our old shows. Look up. It's all there. In fine tooth comb from the very beginning. Now to go, oh, you don't know, see, and here we are, as I take too long in the very beginning to jump, to jump right into this, realizing I don't want to take too long because I want to make sure I've got plenty of time for his show and um, geopolitics uh, and empire afterward. We're going to go through what I think are a lot more false flags or attempted false flags. Now, this was a day ago or two days ago. You, this was This is being reported by Western press. Lots of different groups. Ukraine expects Russian attack in countries east, quote, will begin soon. They said, that's it. That's all you got. There was no facts to back it up, no evidence. They just said, we think it's going to happen tomorrow. And then Russia just did it, <laughs> just followed suit because they said they would. I mean, they see this stuff too, guys. Russia sees what we're saying about what they're about to do. It's is basic stuff. This is public information. So just recognize how ridiculous it is for them to go they're going to do something tomorrow and then something happens tomorrow and then they go look what Russia did we told you they were going to do so I mean, it's just it's it could be that they had inside information but we have to realize that Russia would factor that into the point is this seems like a setup and even the even the corporate media realizes how flimsy this all is i think and or this is part of the plan to make it look like that. i mean i you, there's one of the two things that's in the beginning Either this is them trying to make it look like they have due diligence and this is the fake one before the next big one. Certainly possible. I do think that they're going to carry something out. Or this was some attempted carry, carried out a chemical attack to blame on them. And they just realized that the story's too hot right now. We have torn apart their narrative. They know the Azeb battalion. They're even now, as I'll show you today, calling them a far right extremist group in their coverage today. I'm talking 30 seconds ago. They were quibbling about how that's not even accurate. And now they're just gone with it. Why? Because that was always the plan. There's a reason they're using this group and they want you to know that they're extremists as soon as they can blame it on somebody else. It's a very clumsy and quick transition. But they're telling you it's going to begin soon. Now also before we get into that exact thing coming to fruition, except not really happening, I think they've tried to make that happen. Remember what we just showed you. This was on the 7th. In fact, we reported this like 2 days ago. Reports show that nothing was ever verified because it's not even actually happening, in my opinion, because this is an utter ridiculous joke. Like, this was bad right here. Reports show Russia preparing three-ton bomb to drop on Mariupol. Right? This thing. Some random telegram channel that nobody can confirm, and yet being reported about all over the place. Is it funny how they didn't care to confirm this, but today they're all really on edge to confirm? the what the? what Why would they care to confirm it today and not yesterday? Because I don't think they are actually dealing with this right now. Like if they're pretending they're trying to confirm this, that's either the waiting before for the fake confirmation to say, see, we knew it, or whatever. There's not this is not real. They don't suddenly decide to wait for evidence if they haven't done it the entire time. That's coordinated and across every platform. You think that makes sense? I mean, they didn't just all high five each other and say, let's wait for evidence this time. (laughs) They're clearly choosing to do this and that's coordinated. I don't know how you can see it any other way doesn't have to mean that it's not, I mean, you, you can make it mean to whatever you want. The point is, it's pretty obvious. April 6th, the point was a Soviet-made bomb. So a Soviet-made bomb, so an old bomb from the Soviet era that's clearly rusty and doubtful even works. I mean, look at that, look at the tip of that thing. It's like corroded. The bottom line is, guys, this is ridiculous, and it's a Soviet-made bomb. Why would they use an old thing that doesn't, I mean, there are all sorts of technologically advanced weaponry. Right. They're a waxing intellectual about their biological and chemical and all these different things they just love to use, even though there's no strategic benefit, except to give in a gift raft present exactly what the U.S. government wants. But yeah, forget about all those facts. They just decided to use this really old Soviet thing. Right. And post pictures of it. How dumb is that? Now, the point was, they're also telling you they're beginning to do this for where? Azovstal. All of this is setting the narrative for exactly what they pretend just happened. Now, where do we hear about the Soviet weapons again? Oh, that's right. They got caught secretly acquiring Soviet defense systems as well as weapons and then secretly shuttling them over to Ukraine. That actually happened. And here's the Wall Street Journal. This was reported on the 21st of March. And what do they literally argue they're doing this for? I'm not making this up to to be able to prepare for how they can respond to Soviet weapons. No, no, no. Russian weapons. That they are using Soviet? No, no. They're using their new technically advanced Russian style weapons. So then using old Soviet weapons to prepare for that would make sense? No, not at all. That's what they said. They're using these old things to prepare for the weapons that aren't even remotely like that. Got it? Is that clear? Or, or, let's be not children about this, they were secretly requiring Soviet weapons to use for false flags to make it look like, or even to the average person who doesn't care to look any further than the narrative, that Soviet equals Russia. Therefore, oh look, Soviet weapons must have been Russian attack. (laughs) Oh look, Kytusha rockets must have been Iran. You think this is... An accident? This is how lazy they are, it seems. They're caught doing this. Why would they send them defense systems that are from Soviet eras when they're sending them? I mean, okay, I could go on forever. This is childishly obvious. Okay. The point is they already got caught moving these things in. Then they go, oh, look, a Soviet thing that Russia's about to use that we've got the inside word on. Right. And then a week later, chemicals. Okay. Before we go to that, don't forget that the South Front was already pointing out that this was heating up, telling you this was coming. And also, don't forget to go back even further. You guys all remember. We've covered this since the beginning, right? Even before the supposed beginning of February 24th and it started. The reality being that they were telling you these extremists are going to do terrible things in Mariupol. Just so we're clear, Russia was pointing to, you could argue that Russia was saying that because they were going to carry that out. Just like you should be able to think the reverse and say, maybe Azov battalion said it because they were going to carry it out. They're not doing that in the two-party paradigm. The point is that Russia has been pointing at this long before this started long before the narrative was spun up and the allegations were flying back and forth, right? They've been saying this like December, 2021, or even before that, mid 2021. Or how about five or six or seven or eight years ago saying these people are, doing, are committing atrocities and genocide in Donbass and they're planning to do terrible things. Yes, they've been telling you this. And then, again, my point was, right before it started, they said they're going to do mass atrocities in Mariupol. And then even the people in the Aza Battalion had said they were going to carry out attacks against certain— I mean, I just played a clip for you in the beginning. These people do not care about these people. They think they are less than. That's why your government is using them, just like they use the people in the Middle East, just like they use the people all around the world. The extremists they use, they radicalize, and they push, just like in Afghanistan, just like in every other situation that you literally know has happened. But yeah, let's quibble about whether this one's real, right? (laughs) Which I shouldn't say it like that. You should be able to question, obviously. But just recognize how obviously this is like lockstep in line with what they've done every other time before. Now, what they're pointing out here is that that mop-up operations are ongoing, basically showing you that the, the Russian government, and which has been clear the whole time, is going along exactly as it sees fit, not getting retreated back and being re- pushed back. And their whole point, at least as they said, was never about occupying the country. And I said in the beginning, didn't I? If this ends up where Putin or the government of Russia or the military of Russia keeps saying they were only going to do this and their actions line up with what they said the whole time, its it, I promise you, they're just going to be like, we pushed them back. We won. Even though they said we were never going to occupy and we only wanted to do this, we were going to pull back. So You could weigh those two things and go, maybe they just lost, and they're covering it from the very beginning, or they told you what they were going to do, and they did what they were going to do, and they always held by that the entire time. I mean, that has to be a possibility, right? It can't just be like Russia, therefore everything they say is a lie. That's just pretty stupid. We should consider those things. My point is that it's obvious, based on what they told you they were going to do, that they've maintained that. It's always possible that that was an illusion, but the reality is that they've maintained what they said they were going to do. It's pretty clear that they never even had intentions to push into Kiev. Remember the very beginning, they said the tanks were rolling into Kiev, and it was very clear that wasn't even close. People from Kiev, people from around the area, they they wanted you to think they were bombing Kiev because the Aza Battalion and the Ukrainian government were hurting people in Kiev, or at least they pretended they were. Because people on the ground in Kiev acted like there was nothing happening there. Anyway, the point is this has been an illusion. Now they have pushed into a corner. It would seem, at least the nar- as the narrative goes, even from their side, the kind of remnants of these of these forces in in the Azov Battalion and the other extremist groups, but also the the argument goes that there's other high level people there, potentially U.S. UK military, like high level people. So it would make sense that this would be a very sensitive situation. Now it's saying that they're uh, basically the bottom line in this point was that they are going to continue to push in and the assault on this plant specifically from the Northern direction under close artillery fire and airstrikes from Russian air forces. Uh, it says, but the advance faces fierce resistance. That wasn't the part. It's saying that the, Oh, that there might be high ranking people in the area. I think that was the main, well, it was right here. They shot down the helicopters that they said were trying to come in to potentially remove these people. I thought there's another point I was going to say. Anyway, the bottom line was, guys, just to show you that this has been building, that they've been pushing in to this area. And so for them to carry out this attack would obviously be like a last-ditch effort, and that's when it would make sense. Not because you think that this weapon that is far less effective than even re- any regular bomb for in regard to a military pers- uh, agenda, right, what you're trying to accomplish. Why they would use it wouldn't make any sense unless you're using this because it would grab the attention of the world and they would blame it on the other side. And then NATO and the US government would feel we're going to have to push in, which is what's happening. So here is what you're seeing from everybody Ukraine accus- accuses Russia accused of this. Just, there's no allegations, research continuing, right? It's just like Ukraine said Russia did this by and large. Let's we'll see if anything changed. Nope, same thing. Did Russia use chemical weapons? We'll get into it. Here is April 12th, 331. Okay, this is from today, but an hour before the next report that we're going to show you, which is about the actual chemical attacks. So what's interesting to me is that they knew about it in this report. So why would they put out an article an hour before kind of quietly pointing at the allegations and then come out with a report an hour later saying the same exact thing almost. You'll see what I mean. Ukraine Zelensky warns Russia could use chemical weapons. So are you really pretending that they keep, so they're basically setting the stage here. So an hour before it happens, he comes out and goes, Russia could use chemical weapons. And they use chemical weapons an hour later. April 11th, Ukrainian President Zelensky said on Monday that Russia could use chemical weapons. Okay, so the day before, so the narrative goes, but nonetheless, an hour before it happens, they post this article. Now, realize they've been saying this over and over, but specifically to say it right before it happens is very telling. And called on the West to impose strong sanctions that would deter even talk of those weapons. Right, because that makes sense. Does anybody anywhere actually believe that sanctions do anything other than hurt individual people? Because that's the reality, and that's undeniable. And plenty of even Western corporate pundits would say this, that they're designed to hurt people, to drive action. The idea that sanctions have ever, ever, ever led to a a reduce, a reduction of of war, a reduction of conflict is a lie. And they know that's a lie because that's not what they're trying to do. They're trying to drive conflict. The point is that he's towing that same garbage line that, well, we call for more sanctions. His argument is we're going to do more sanctions and suddenly Putin's going to be like, oh no, I'm not even going to say the thing that I haven't ever said yet. You see the point? deter him from even talk of the weapons. He hasn't even done that. You guys are saying he's suggesting that and that's not even happening. So the whole narrative is a one-sided thing. They say, wink, wink, he means this. And they go, oh, he's using chemical weapons. Even Pelosi said on the record that he said he was going to use them because Pelosi's too stupid to see that she's just saying what she heard on a show. They didn't say that. Now you can argue that they want to or they could or they might or there's the agenda, the wink, wink behind the scenes. He didn't say it though. So what is he talking about? The point is that sanctions don't drive that kind of action. Sanctions will drive more conflict. It will make Russia dig in further. And they know that, and that's the entire point. Do we think sanctioning Iran has led to anything different? Have you think sanctioning Iran and Syria has led to anything but more war? Can you think of any one example in history where sanctions have led to, in the moment they acted on, the more or less conflict? There were unconfirmed reports on Monday suggesting that chemical weapons were used in Mariupol. Quote, I would like to remind world leaders that the possible use of chemical weapons by Russia's military has already been discussed. And already at that time, it meant that it was necessary to react to the Russian aggression much harder and faster. This guy is the stupidest person. I mean, I can't understand how people take him seriously with how he speaks. It's, it is like, it's like taking the propaganda level that they're at and then being really bad at patching it together. I would like to remind people that we've t- po- the possible use we've talked about, meaning not things that have happened, but the discussion of how he may do that. And his next sentence is the the basically the hypothetical conversation of whether he could do this is enough to act against him right now. Yeah, you you guys have already made that clear. So your allegations are enough to take action against people because you're criminals, right? We get that. What he should have said is we've already seen this possible action. So, well, I mean, you don't just go over the top and say we should basically invade the... Like, this is the equivalent of saying we think he's doing this, so let's bomb him. Which, by the way, is exactly what Israel and the United States government do all the time. So, pretty pretty exactly on point, in fact. Now, Petro Andrushchenko, an aide to the mayor of Mariupol, wrote on his Telegram channel about a chemical attack that had not been confirmed and that had been expected to provide details and clarifications later. And the Pentagon press secretary, John Kirby, said he was aware of the reports. He said, quote, we cannot confirm at this time and we'll continue to monitor the situation closely. Now, where in this entire situation have you heard them say that even once? This is like clownishly ridiculous right now. They have all continued to parrot everything they've heard as fact. We've been covering it every single time over and over and over. You've heard me say this. I think they have heard me say this. And that's exactly why they see us constantly pointing out how childish it is, that they're just parroting what they said. And it doesn't work when you've got enough people out there constantly pointing out how dumb that looks. So now they either create this and go, oh, we're going to do our due diligence or they're doing that because they're like, dang it, people are seeing this and we have to pull back. Either way, it's pretty silly to be like, we have to wait for evidence. Now, what does that even mean though? Who are they waiting for? And for what evidence and from whom? It's exactly what you'd expect from the Ukrainian government. So when the Ukrainian government steps up and goes, we've done our due diligence and this is Russia, they're going to say it's Russia if they want to. These reports, if true, are deeply concerning and reflect the concerns that we've had about Russia. Right. This is exactly what we kept saying might happen based on no evidence at all. Exactly. We're so convinced. (laughs) That have had about Russia's potential to use a variety. Oh, that's right. I don't want to to get past this. I thought this was the part where you're basically just saying... We told you this was going to happen, and it looks like it might have happened. Look at what they're saying here. This is this is Kirby from the U.S. government. These reports, if true, you got to love that starting, are deeply concerning and reflect the concerns that we have had about Russia's potential to use a variety of riot control agents, including tear gas mixed with chemical agents. Oh, you mean like Israel, who's been caught for doing that like a hundred times over? I actually don't even know of any other government that's been as viscerally caught as the, as the Israeli government using things they're using. They're constantly using these chemical agents that are making people break into seizures and, and die. And they pretend it's tear gas. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> so where is that even coming from? Where's the example of the evidence of this? They're just throwing this into the mix that, well, we know Russia uses this. No, we don't. These are allegations being patched and cobbled together that seem to be coming, I think, from the Israeli side of this, and the, the way that they're now putting this on them. Accuse them of that which you are guilty. Let's see, just real quick, random look. Use of U.S. manufactured tear gas. Of course, it is. That's not a surprise. So they're involved with whatever chemicals they're testing on these people in Gaza. Here's, let's just grab one of these and take a quick look. I've covered this before, by the way. This is unreal. Devastating. Israeli tear gas effect on Palestinians. Let's see. It says, health consequences of tear gas exposure among the Palestinian refugees. We found that the constant unpredictable use of tear gas was a devastating effect on mental and physical health. Yeah, that's not what tear gas does, guys. It's just not what it does. That's because they're not using tear gas. This is hurting people in long-term ways, and they just don't care. It says the vulnerable, including pregnant women, children, elderly, or people already in ill health, it's hurting them. They're watching this happen. People are breaking into seizures. I mean, I I don't want to get off on on a tangent here. The point is pretty clear that this is a disgusting breach of international law and a lot of other things. Now, it says the Russian invasion, which has killed thousands of displaced millions, has shifted from the gates of Kiev to the east of Ukraine, but that's not what happened, though. You see, they didn't shift anything. Like you can even look at the map in general. Like there, it's been pretty clear, and that's even their map, which I argue is manipulated. That these people have been lying about what's been happening from day one. It seems pretty clear to me that there was not an agenda to push right into Kiev, and they said that from the very beginning. Now, I could be wrong. But if you're only saying that because they told you that's what's happening and you don't have any evidence to back it up, you're emotionally invested. Quote, it is time to make this package in such a way, this is Zelensky, that we would not even hear the words about weapons of mass destruction. You mean like they've already done? No, not even once. You know, we 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 know we have heard say that over and over. People like Trump or Biden or even again from you guys, right? The allegation of chemical weapons came out and what did they do? Well, we're going to respond in kind. The UK said that. Right, so you have endless examples of them insinuating or outright saying that they'll use nukes or chemical weapons or respond like you've never seen before, but that's never what you hear from the Russian side. Not to say that they wouldn't do it or they haven't done it, or blah, blah, blah. The point is that you just can't keep imposing what you think they're saying or what they think, what Russia's playbook says, or whatever Mika Zabrinsky tells, Z- Z- Brzezinski says, <laughs> just, you know, from Zbigniew Brzezinski. Anyway, it says, and, oil, and here's what he goes on to say. An oil embargo against Russia is a must. <laughs> really, this guy's not driving an agenda at all. Any new package of sanctions against Russia does not, does not affect oil will be received in Moscow with a smile. Just take note of how clearly this guy or whoever's driving this guy's, pulling this guy's strings, are driving policy. This guy screams about how he needs to be removed from the UN, the guy he's removed from the UN Human Rights Council pretty pathetic, actually. Okay, let's jump for one hour. Ukraine says checking unverified information that Russia used chemical weapons in Mariupol. So why wouldn't they just have said that in the last article, huh? It says Ukraine is checking unverified information that Russia may have used chemical weapons while besieging the southern Ukrainian port of city, city of Mariupol. Right. Not that we're not worried about all the people coming out saying they're being raped and robbed and murdered by the or their friends are being murdered by the Azov Battalion in Mariupol or that they've been besieging this territory since 2014 and having Nazi marches and raising statues. You know, all this is easy to show right now, as I've shown you many times. That's all good, though. But when Russia tries to step in to help people, as we've been showing over and over now, that does not mean that they're not capable of hurting and doing all the other things. But the evidence shows you right now what they've done in these areas. All the people coming out saying they've been all The videos have been helping. And yes, that all could be faked. And hear me say that, you out there pretending I'm saying the opposite. Yes, those could be fake, like anything else. But ask yourself why you're only choosing to believe one is real without any evidence of either side. It's pretty obvious here when they patch up the USAID member and say, that's our evidence from the, the theater that we faked. Or they pretend, that, here's a guy that wasn't even here. Here's a guy doesn't want to show his face. Proof. Or here's a big long article of a bunch of images that we can't verify. Or here's a CIA Maxar Technologies group. This swears up and down. This is proof. Except we prove they don't have, they didn't have satellites in place to be able to get the pictures the time they said they did. Nobody cares. Jump right past it because Ryan's a shill, right? Who cares? It's a choice today. It's a choice. Then it goes on to say that it's all coming from specifically the Ukraine defense minister. Defense minister, excuse me. Quote, there is a theory that these could be phosphorus munitions. But we'll get into that. Official information will come later. So when the Ukraine government follows up with whatever they're going to say, what will the US government do? What will the corporate media say? That's what matters. Russia backed separatist forces trying to wrest complete control of Mariupol deny using chemical weapons. Now, is that even what's really happening? They denied it. Is there proof? Is there evidence? I can't even believe the entirety of the media would even say this even now with nothing, literally nothing but statements. It's the same thing. At the very least, they didn't say Ukraine says they come out and go, we're not sure. But why is it even being reported? You know, remember how it used to go where there would be like investigation and actual due diligence, and then you would report a story with facts that that's journalism, not this. Not even just going, we heard over here and we're debating it. Like this is this is basically, we heard something and we don't know anything. Why would you even write that down? Mariupol City Council wrote on the Telegram's messaging service that it was not yet possible to examine the area where the poisonous substance had allegedly been used because of enemy fire. And you know what that tells me? This is meant to be like this. Because the Ozzy Battalion controls Mariupol. Period. Easy to prove. So if they control Mariupol, and they're the ones putting out the fact that the argument that it happened, but then they're the ones going, well, we can't (laughs) confirm it yet. That shows me that the idea that it hasn't been confirmed yet, that was the agenda. The whole point, in my opinion, if I'm, if I have to give you my opinion here, and it is my opinion, is that this was put out for two reasons to make it look like they're doing their due diligence, seeing as how they've been openly caught like 55 times going, Ukraine says, and then it gets proven to be fake even though that people that already believe it just pretend like it didn't happen. So they can go, see, we're doing our due diligence, even though that looks almost worse because they haven't done it once yet. Or maybe just to set the tone for the next thing that happens, to say, well, there's evidence and then we're going to claim it on somebody else or was white phosphorus. The point was, it's clear, in my opinion, that the narrative, the agenda was to put this out and then second guess it. Make sure you're clear on that. That's my opinion, though. Now, it says uh, it added that the city's civilian population had minimal contact with the unspecified poison, but that Ukrainian soldiers had come into closer contact with it and were now being observed for possible symptoms. Zelensky warned on Monday that Russia could use these weapons. Right, because he's clearly psychic. Britain or or the point is that they were planning it. A really clumsy, lazy false flag that, that was seemingly meant to look like this. Britain and the United States have said they are aware of reports that Russia may have already used chemical weapons. Britain said it was working with partners to verify the reports. Oh, which partners? Oh, Ukraine. Yeah, it's very clear. I'll prove it in the rest of them. So they're not working with partners. They're waiting to be told what Ukraine government says, because they want, it seems like they won't even let people inside right now. I, just, I was just ta- hearing that they're not even letting the German president into the country, per- arguing that he's too close with Russia. Not even making that up. Or maybe it's because they just want to hide what's actually going on, right? Anybody out there with even the smallest amount of potential honesty, they will not let inside this country because they're going to see things that they don't want people seeing, which is pretty obvious right now. Russia has previously accused Ukraine of preparing to use chemical weapons without providing evidence. Don't you know how stupid that is? I didn't see them say that up here where the same thing was happening, right? Ukraine said they're doing this without evidence. Well, I didn't see that. Isn't that funny? Are you only tack that on to when they talk about how Russia says something? Neither of them have evidence, but you wouldn't like to say it after one. I don't even think they're aware of how obvious hypocritical uh, hypocrisy that is. Yeah, they said they're preparing to use chemical weapons. They didn't say no evidence, by the way. They, or they provided evidence. They just didn't. Pff, you didn't like what they were showing history of what these people had done and what they said on the record and their obvious reports and coverage of how they were going to ethnically cleanse these people and their marches and talking about how they were needing to be exterminated. Yeah, that's evidence, guys. On the other side of it, you have Zelensky and them saying something. And then same evidence, by the way, that shows you they're terrible people. That's the no evidence side of this, but let's, let's move forward. Last month, the Kremlin said U.S. talks of Russia using such weapons was a tactic to divert attention away from awkward questions for Washington. At least they wrote that. Because they want you to read that and go, yeah, whatever. The point is, isn't that a valid thing to consider, right? Last month, they said that Russia was the talk of them using these things. And it was just that talk because they didn't, they've even said, they've admitted to you now, right, that they didn't have anything to back that up. They've said it themselves. NBC News national security correspondent Ken Delaney and live in Washington.
2: They're also suggesting that Ukraine has biological and chemical weapons in Ukraine that's a clear sign he's considering using both of those. Talking about that was based on declassified intelligence, but we're also told the intelligence wasn't very clear about what exactly was going on. And they decided to, to disclose it as a way of deterring. Uh, Russia from doing that and putting the world on notice. We've never seen this level of information warfare before from the U.S. government. Another example was when they announced that Russia had gone to China uh, to ask for help with what with getting some weapons that hasn't come to pass yet. And it was one
1: U.S. official telling you it doesn't even have to be solid intelligence when we talk about it. Exactly. Just I mean, I don't, I'm not sure why they let that slip out. But it's pretty. Uh, yeah, I mean, right. I, I was going to say that. I'm glad you said that, too. Think about how ridiculous it is that the president of Germany can't get in the country, but Sean Penn can fly right in and film things and do what it. Yeah, I, I thought that was ridiculous when it happened. The guy is an actor. Okay, He's got no special anything other than being an actor. And I'm not trying to diminish the person. I'm saying in regard to a geostrategic, like military, the guy has no reason to go there. Other than to film things and cover things in a very controlled way, which is how they use people like that, unless he's involved with it. But the point is, he's an actor in the middle of supposedly World War III, but the president of Germany can't go in the country. (laughs) It's just so stupid. It really is stupid. But the point is what they're saying there, guys, that declassified intelligence, it simply is whatever they want it to mean we've already talked about this many times it just means like ned price said it's intelligence the, the the intelligence is that we said it and they don't they don't they unabashedly say that it's fake news period even if they think it's going to happen it's still called fake news when they're yelling at you about facts that aren't facts but narrative <clears throat> but it says last month the kremlin said oh then the last part was russians You've invasion of ukraine has killed thousands of displaced millions which i get you could argue that that they want that to sound like Russia did all of that. And none of that's even verified. All of that of the killed comes from the Ukrainian government saying they have this, that this happened. So again, the point is, as they continue to argue, we're going to make sure we investigate this one claim. They're yelling a claim right there that has not been verified in the same exact way. Think about how stupid that is. Why do you care about one and not the other? Shouldn't it make sense to verify that you know these? No, it doesn't matter. And of course, make sure you notice that they're not calling them neo-Nazis in this article. They're calling them dangerous nationalists because the point is to make sure that you demonize the nationalism part of this and not the extremist neo-Nazi fascist part of it, which is the real concern. They want you to think people that are, they want you to conflate this with people in this country like conservatives or anybody they want to claim is like that, including me, even though I'm constantly making fun of the two-party paradigm. But here is another article. Ukraine accuses Russia of chemical weapons attack in Mariupol. I'm going to go through a couple of these. Now, this article is seemingly constantly adding things and updating, and it's very frustrating. So I took a picture of it just to show you what I wanted to see. He's pointing out if they're true. Oh, and this was the same. Oh, I already this this one I already pointed out. Tear gas mixed with chemical agents. I just think it's really strange that they would make that allegation with no evidence. Not that it's strange, no evidence. It's strange that it's exactly what they have been doing for Israel and working with Israel and Israel has been using. It's almost like they're trying to, accuse them of that which you are guilty. But down here it says the U.S., top U.S. and Ukrainian officials last month, before it happened, interesting, said they were bracing for this exact scenario. Why? There's no evidence. Putin never said that. They just said it. They just willed it into reality, apparently, which could open a door to wider conflict. Well, look at that. So you're telling me Putin, they're screaming, if you do this, we're going to do something. If you use chemical weapons, we will act in kind. If you use chemical weapons, NATO's going to come in. And then it just goes, I'm going to use them right? That all makes sense, doesn't it? Putin just goes, well, clearly this is beneficial to me. It's a very ineffective weapon that doesn't really do anything but hurt people in a very ineffective way. A normal bomb would kill way more people. So if it's just about hurting people, a bomb is way more effective. So what is the only thing that these chemical weapons would actually achieve? Giving the US government exactly what they want and said would happen. I'm there's literally no other mean there's no benefit no strategic minded person no military minded person other than somebody who wants to give them what they want nobody would use chemical weapons in a military situation it just doesn't happen unless you want to melt people's skin off for a big disgusting show to make a point now you could argue that's what they did sure anything is possible But now we're at the point again with no evidence, because there's literally no evidence that they would or did or have in this regard. Period. Would they? Can they? Yes. The bottom line is that this is not there. They keep throwing this in your face. But one thing it does, for sure, is opens the door to a wider conflict, which is exactly what they want. Quote, NATO Security General uh, Jen Stoltenberg in March said the use of chemical weapons is, quote, a blatant violation of international law with far reaching consequences. Right. So now NATO step stepping. Guess what? NATO's going to have, we're going to, like, I, you know what I keep, like, I, I, I reference the old forlorn hero reality, right? Oh, we don't want to get involved, but we have to because they did it. That's what they're trying to play into. NATO stepping in, going, we don't want to, but we'll, we have to step in and bring Na- Ukraine to NATO because Russia is just so crazy. That's how that works. Blatant violation of international law. Well, let's talk about that, right? Evidence aside, which is clearly literally nothing but narrative, which is how this has been. But only now they care to actually wait, which is probably just waiting for the next step. Let's talk about that. A blatant violation of international law. Okay, so they're really intensively on this about Russia, right? The allegation is enough to make everybody start talking, which is interesting, right? So here is the Ukrainian, uh, oh, wait, I thought this was the, the Huh. oh, I guess I, I thought this was a, I'm, I'm confusing it with one of the other members of parliament. This just says Ukrainian patriot, advisor to the minister. Oh, okay, I, I was correct. Advisor to the minister of Inter- Inter- internal affairs of Ukraine. So this is this is a this is a politician for Ukraine, the puppet regime of Ukraine. He says, "Attention! Chemical weapons are used against Ukrainian defenders in Mariupol." So he's just saying it, right? Not maybe, or we're still investigating. He's saying this happened; they did it, because there is an agenda here. Russia openly crosses all boundaries of humanity and openly declares it. What do you mean? Right? What? what do, this is just statements. They want people to read this and think Russia is just brazenly doing this and claiming it themselves. That's it's it, no. They have never said they were going to do it. They've never claimed that they could. Do, nothing. They haven't openly declared that they would or could or have. None of that. But they, that's it. Doesn't matter. Don't let the facts get in the way of your story, guys. While Ukraine is still asking for heavy weapons, again, I'm going to point this out a couple times throughout this. Think about how silly it is that they're over here going. We're winning and it's obvious Russia's running out of bullets and he's got pancreatic cancer with whatever else BS they keep jump jamming in the situation. We can tell that Putin's walking funny, so he's his playbook and blah 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 blah. It's all with these pundits and all their nonsense garbage they always bluster out. But the point is, if they're asking for weapons, if they're screaming about how we need more defenses because we just don't have how is how does that come together with winning, right? So you don't have what you need to defend yourself, but somehow you're enough you're winning enough to push them back. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. It's pretty obvious, as even corporate pundits in the U.S. have said from the very beginning, that Russia has not even faltered once in this. And you can think for yourself on that. Do your own due diligence. But my point is, it's pretty clear that the idea that they were struggling throughout this, or the only reason they haven't taken Kiev is because they stood their ground. No, it's pretty clear that they weren't even trying to. Don't, don't take my word for it. Do your research and realize that if, at the very least, you come to the point to where all you have is narrative about what's happening, realize that you shouldn't listen to me or them. You should walk away going, none of it's true. But then stand back and go, but if that's the case, why is everybody in the West parroting that this is absolute fact? Maybe that'll wake you up. Probably not. But here's the point. Let's talk about the international crimes, right? International law, the use of chemical weapons and how it's a huge deal, right? As he said, and it is, as he said, blatant violation. Well, here's November 17, 2005. Pentagon reverses position and admits U.S. troops used white phosphorus against Iraqis in Fallujah. Now, technically, white phosphorus is not considered a chemical weapon, which is just ridiculous. It is, in my opinion. I don't. I shouldn't even say my opinion. It's a chemical weapon, but technically speaking, as the list of people and we're t- who makes those lists, these people, right? So it's like it's probably it is intentional, but technically not a chemical weapon. But this is the same concept. They are using dangerous banned weapons on civilians. Now there are loopholes, which I'll point out in a minute, but they always use them in positions where that breaks those loopholes and they just argue otherwise. But the point is and the white phosphorus is being brought up right now as if that's what they used. Do you know how many times that night have not only been accused of it, but openly caught? Israel, the United States? I mean, it's endless. Anybody want to take a moment and point out all the times that the U.S. has been kicked out of the U.S. Human Rights Council, right? Or there's been massive worldwide banning on anything U.S. government? Never. Why does that make sense? It's the same topic. Let's jump over to 2005, December 6th. The use of white phosphorus munitions by U.S. military forces in Iraq. Now, these are different, by the way. There's different locations. This one, here's Lebanon. 2017. The U.S.-led forces said to have used white phosphorus in Syria. All right, don't forget, because they're all talking about how Putin and Syria, that's he just proved he was a mad, bad person. Oh, did he? I guess he only proved that if all you're looking at is what the U.S. government says is happening. Literally in contradiction to all the evidence. I mean, the endless overt evidence that showed you what they did, showed you they illegally invaded, showed you they killed people and blamed it on Assad, just like happened in Ukraine. Oh, you don't believe that? You don't remember that story about what really happened in Ukraine? I wonder why not, because it's all over the place.
2: On February 20th of 2013, the world was shocked by video footage of snipers firing on protesters in Kiev, Ukraine. Twenty-one people were murdered, and it was widely assumed that President Viktor Yanukovych and his supporters were behind the attacks. However, a phone conversation between EU Foreign Policy Chief Kathy Ashton and Estonia's Foreign Minister Urmas Payet, which was leaked to the public on March 5th, reveals the snipers were actually from the new coalition government, and that Western diplomats knew this,
0: and covered it up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that he has some sort of, how to say, trust among all these Maidan people and and civil society. And second, what was quite disturbing, the same Olga told that well, all the evidence shows uh, that people who were killed by snipers from both sides, among policemen and and people from the streets, that they were the same snipers killing people from both sides.
3: Well, that's, yeah.
0: So that, and then she also showed me some photos, uh, she said that has medical doctor, she can, you know, say that it is the same same handwriting, the same type of bullets, and it's really disturbing that now the new uh, new coalition, that they don't want to investigate what exactly happened, so that there is now stronger and stronger understanding that behind snipers, they were, it was not Yanukovych, you know, but it was somebody from the new coalition.
1: Exactly. Same thing happens over and over and over and over, right? Here we're looking at 2017 used white phosphorus in Syria. And this report's coming from Lebanon. But the bottom line is, guys, this is over and over and over and over. And it's not hard to see. Here's Haaretz. Israel admits using white phosphorus bombs or phosphorus bombs during war in Lebanon. No, and they're not even pretending this is for anything else than what it was. This is the craziest example. Right, you, you, At the very least, the U.S. military will pretend what they're doing is, well, we're signaling, and I'll give you those examples in a minute about what they claim those loopholes are, even though they're only loopholes for the people who use these weapons. It's crazy because there's plenty of better things they could be using. But Israel, their government, openly said this. They used these phosphorus bombs during the war in Lebanon. And the minister said bombs used in accordance with international law. The bombs, he said. The point is, once they're bombs, you're breaking international law, period. Because the other two examples are for signaling and smoke screens, which, by the way, are ridiculous, and I'll show you why. But none, thats that's not a bomb. They're using bombs on civilians in wartime with white phosphorus. I've told you this a hundred times. They've admitted to it themselves. When was when did Israel get attacked? When did, uh, you know uh, politically? When did Israel get uh, p- p- moved out of group? It's 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 hypocritical. Why would Russia's allegation matter more than openly admitting they did it and not caring? Same point right here. Same point. Is I'm pointing to the, the Yemen discussion from the beginning. Here is 2017, June 13th. U.S.-led coalition has used white phosphorus in fight for Mosul, General says. Right. So our own military is admitting it in Mosul, in another place in Iraq, over and over and over, right? Not in one place in one time with one excuse, just constant use and constant sidestepping. Nobody cares. June 14th, 2017, Human Rights Watch, concerned about phosphorus uses in, in U.S. coalition. I mean, human rights groups are stepping up. Why isn't anything actually happening? Because they're above reproach. January 10th, 2009, Israel accused of using white phosphorus in Gaza, which they have, and they've been caught And the point is, they've admitted to using it. Here is 2009, outcry erupts over a report that Israel used phosphorus arms on the Gazan people. Here's Human Rights Watch, Reign of Fire, 2009, Israel's unlawful use of white phosphorus. Can you imagine if Human Rights Watch and other human rights groups came out and said, we know Russia did this? Well, that would be all they needed, guys. Right now, they're pushing forward things with just floated narrative. But yet we have an entire human rights organization coming out and going, we know this happened. Nothing changes. It's just gross. Like, you know out there you are wrong if you only care about one of these and people with political agendas don't care because the Israel government and that's our narrative or, you know, whatever it is, we don't care what happens over there. We're not supposed to look. We're not supposed to look at Yemen, right? We're not supposed to look at what's happening in Libya. We're not supposed to pay attention unless the media points at it. It's just despicable. It makes my, it makes my heart hurt. April 26, 2013, Israel to stop using white phosphorus shells. Are you kidding me? Not only do they admit using them, then they admit twice by saying we're no longer going to use them, even though they still do. So even if you thought for one second that they weren't before, they told you they have been. In 2013, they pretended to stop, which means before that, they were using them. And it was an open crime. So they knew this. They admitted to using them, but stopping, did they get investigated? Were there war crimes tribunals? No, even though they admitted to using war crime level chemicals on people, including children, as long as they say they're going to stop doing it, then we're okay. It's just despicable. Here is a report, U.S. chemical and biological warfare tests in the Pacific and Australia. This all goes all the way back to the 60s. Guys, this is not new. Nick McClellan of the uh, Nautilus Institute at RMIT writes that a recently revealed United States request to the Australian government in the early 1960s to allow nerve gas testing in Queensland, quote, was part of much wider program of testing chemical and biological weapons during the Cold War, about which much, about which much remains unknown. McClellan notes that under Project 112 and SHAD, or S-H-A-D, weapons and with sarin gas, VX gas, and other chemicals and biological agents, were tested in Hawaii, Panama, the Marshall Islands in the 1960s. These experiments, quote, involved about 4,300 military personnel, mostly from the Navy. We're talking about testing on people, guys. The Australian government must call on the United States to release further details, which they won't, to clarify whether any such tests were actually conducted in Australia or other locations in neighboring Pacific Island countries. Excuse me, the reality is, They've admitted to this, guys, in a broad sense for a long time. They have been testing on people all over the world. Why would we pretend they're not doing it now? And as somebody, as Bernd points out in the chat, and I've made this point, I just didn't include it today because it's not technically a chemical, biological, I guess. Well, what would you consider depleted uranium? I didn't include it because I didn't really factor it in, but I went over that before depleted uranium in Iraq. Right? How many times they've been caught doing that? How many they've admitted to it? Right there in Syria too. The United States used depleted uranium in Syria after Iraq. After being called out for Iraq, they still used depleted uranium, which leaves lasting decades, generational radiation manipulator. You know, damage. But they did it again. But they would never do it over here, right? It's just despicable. These people are despicable. They're bad people. Doesn't mean everybody in the government or everybody in the country. does not even remotely what it means. Personally, I think the government part of that is probably pretty close, but that's my opinion. The bottom line is these are sinister level people. And there are probably just as many of them in the Russian government. I have no doubt about that. But let's talk about biological, right? We're not We're not just talking about Chemical. This has been happening, too. Here's 2019. The U.S. has a history of testing biological weapons on the public. You know this, though, because we've already talked about it many, many times. Here's uh, Business Insider. Over and over again, that's a nice way to start it. The military has conducted dangerous biowarfare experiments on Americans. Please don't miss the COVID overlap that I'm not going to get into today. I've done that before in plenty of shows. But just think about this over and over again in 2016. They're telling you. They keep testing on you over and over again throughout history. But they wouldn't do it today, though, right? U.S. admits, admits bioweapons tests. 2002. You can keep going back, guys. I mean, it just gets worse and worse and worse. They admitted it. But, you know, because we're not going to do it anymore, even though they very clearly did. We're living it right now. Now, here's a report that we put out in the past. This is. The U.S. Army admitted to conducting hundreds of germ warfare tests on Americans. The U.S. Army has admitted that it secretly conducted at least 239 germ warfare tests in locations across the country targeting unsuspecting Americans, right? Where are all those... What's right word for them? <laughs> Who are the people out there that think we're fake news, right? Oh, that's TLAV's website. That must be fake, right? Probably. Probably. Except here it is in the Washington Post, which I don't know why that would make it real, but... I just love doing that in case they're out there going because there's always somebody who see who's watching, tuning in, and sees this and goes, "That's, that's fake." And I just love thinking and I like do it. Probably not even real. <laughs> there's probably nobody even there doing it, but it's fun to think about that because right in that moment they go, "Oh, dang it! Wait a minute, let's watch the pose." I'm probably fake. You know, I just I laugh internally every time I do that because to them the mainstream means it's real. I don't know why. Now nah, you figure, but. Army conducted 239 secret open air germ warfare tests. The Army disclosed yesterday, this is back in 1977, that it secretly conducted 239 germ warfare tests in open air between 1949 and 1969. That's just until the just before the beginning of 1970. Can you imagine what it's been since then? 239 times when they were barely getting into this. Now imagine what's happening. Well, we could probably add all the injections to that, and we're pff, millions and millions, right? This is an open. They, they've been testing on you forever. I mean, look, this is 2016, and they're saying on top of this, on top of them admitting the 239 germ warfare tests on you using chemical and biological agents, they've admitted since 2016 forward that they keep doing it over and over again. Now, don't get like lost from the point here. Right now, the allegation about something is being waged against Russia and everybody's breathlessly talking about it. All of this is on the record. Nobody cares. It says, they some tests releasing live but supposedly harmless microscopic, microscope, microscopic bugs at Washington's Greyhound bus terminal and National Airport as part of the experiment. Yeah, they think. do you think you had waivers that you were signing? No, they were testing you knowing these things could kill you. And in many cases, they did kill people. Washington was one of five cities where the army released simulated lethal germs. That doesn't mean they're fake. That means that it was letting, they let it out. It wasn't an organic thing. In public places, other cities where the public served as unknowing guinea pigs were New York, San Francisco, Operation Sea Spray, Key West, Panama City, Florida, all told, the Army listed 27 times that it tested toxins on people's on public property, including releasing spores into two tunnels in a stretch of Pennsylvania Turnpike. In addition to those experiments in public places, the Army's secretary used military personnel and their families unwittingly for open air experiments by spraying simulated germs into the air at a number of bases, including none other than Fort Detrick. Of course. And, of course, a training school in Quantico, Virginia. This is the reality. Imagine what's happening right now. Operation Sea Spray was the one of the ones most, most famous. Just look. Just type in Operation Sea Spray. It'll come up. They sprayed things over the Bay of San Francisco, and it killed people. They admitted this. It was a test. They were testing to see how susceptible we were. People died. They should have been imprisoned. for Nope. Nobody nope, doesn't matter. We were trying to do good, right? Fighting for freedom. we just trying to kill you for freedom. You know, no big deal. Here's a report I did on this kind of rehashing it. If you want to check this one out as well, this is in the context of COVID. In coronavirus, we trust. We, we trust. Medical surveillance state for a gov that's experimented on you 239 times. Now, it's way more than that, but that's what we can prove. This was April 15th, 2020. Now, imagine how Think of how way ahead that is. And this was fake news, and it's now clearly developing into exactly that, as we all saw coming. Now, stepping back over into this again, let's talk about the white phosphorus specifically. Here it is on March 25th. Remember when this already came up? We have evidence, not proof, but evidence that the Azov Battalion has already used white phosphorus. That came out. And just like I keep telling you, then suddenly allegations that Russia used it and everybody talked about it, but none of them did that when the other allegation came out. Why? Even though there was evidence for it, this is nothing but statements because there's an agenda here. But here's what they said, waxing intellectual about what had happened and what they might do because there's nothing but narrative here. So they just go, what is white Phosphorus? What does it mean if they may have used it? Ignoring all the evidence of how that already got used. Here's what it says. Zelensky, of course, told a NATO summit on Thursday that Russia used white phosphorus. Well, of course, he did. Now, wouldn't he be able to give some kind of evidence for that? If he was there, if they saw it, they, they mean they could scrape it off the ground. They could literally prove it. But nope, none of that. Just statements in front of NATO because they knew that that would drive NATO action. He says this morning, by the way, phosphorus bombs were used, Russian phosphorus bombs. Adults were killed again and children were killed again. They just keep saying that. Certainly could have happened. I wouldn't be surprised if they killed them themselves. The point is that there's nothing that ever backs these things up. You know how obvious and easy it would be to actually prove this stuff by now? It's Not happening. Their use has not been independently confirmed. Second paragraph. They all sure as hell reported it, though. Unleashing a particularly destructive and disturbing type of weaponry. You're right. It is disturbing and destructive. Except that's not what they say when they when the U.S. or the Israel government gets caught using it. Isn't that funny how that works? When it's framing Russia, it's all super destructive and super bad. What's interesting, though, is they say it smells like garlic, which comes in a moment where they talk about a sweet smell. So it's pretty, at least on that point, it seems like that suggests it wasn't white phosphorus. But it says it is used in incendiary munitions by militaries around the world. That's not actually accurate. More specifically, two of them use it constantly including the United States, often to illuminate targets as part of a tracer munitions at night. That's ridiculous. There is a thousand things that work better than that right now. And the, I shouldn't say a thousand, but plenty. More high tech. The point is to use this at night. First of all, it's in and of itself shows you that you don't know if you can't see what if you, it's at night. You don't know if there's civilians beneath you, then that it can lead to the same problem. But it never is used in this way, in my opinion. This is used as a weapon in every time we see this. White phosphorus is also used to create smoke streams during the day. Now, the point is that even in this article, they point out that most people think it's ridiculous. Yes, it makes a lot of smoke, but you could just fire things that only make smoke. Why would you fire a skin-melting weapon to make smoke? It certainly does make good smoke, but that only makes sense if you do it in a place where there's no people around. Even on 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 combatants, it's considered a war crime. So why would you need smoke in an area where there's no combatants? <laughs> work work that one out for yourself. The point is. As it says right down here, there have been documented civilian casualties from the use of white phosphorus in war zones around the world, including Syria, Afghanistan, Gaza. Oh, weird. What's the correlation there? All places the U.S. government is operating and the Israeli government, according to Human Rights Watch. The organization has called on world leaders, or specifically the U.S. government, and the Israeli government, to close loopholes in international agreement government governing incendiary weapons or fully ban them, but claims that a small number of countries have blocked progress. Gee, do you wonder who that would be? What do you think? Why, who would it be blocking progress? Human Rights Watch. Read it for yourself. Reign of fire. Israel's unlawful use of white phosphorus in Gaza. And the U.S. government posted in here. The point is, guys, they're the ones stopping it. Why? Because this is how they get away with using chemical weapons on civilians and claiming they're signaling. Think about how disgusting that is. And they're even going, just ban them. They wouldn't just say, just ban them if there was a valid use for them. But that's, let's theorize, right? Maybe, well, here's the article we went over this. Ukraine accused, I didn't say did, but accused of using white phosphorus-filled shells, human shields, and neo-Nazi Ukrainian military. Way ahead of that. February twenty-eighth, 2022. Okay. Pentagon monitoring reports of possible Russian chemical weapons attack in Mariupol. So, skipping past the potential phosphorus argument of how ridiculous that would be, that that would matter only when Russia tends to allegedly uses it. Let's go into a couple more points here before we go past this. Where are we right now? We're looking good on time. If Russia were found to have used chemical weapons in the strategic holdout sea, it would represent a major escalation of the conflict and present a direct challenge to NATO. Well, gee, doesn't that seem perfect with a little bow on it? Right, so knowing this and knowing that the biggest red line of all of this may be saved for the nuclear weapon discussion of the Aza Battalion is NATO. Eight years before NATO being involved in general anywhere even remotely this close to Russia is a problem. But Ukraine specifically has been a gigantically drawn red line, right? So when they stand up and go, if you use these weapons, NATO is basically gonna step in, right? And he doesn't want that. So what does he do? He uses weapons like that. Right. Perfect. Is that even, I mean, can you not see how dumb that is? Why would we not stand back and go, why does it even make sense? Oh, because Putin's crazy. You know, he's a maniac. No, he's a maniac. Just like Assad, he's crazy. Just likes to do crazy things and shoot himself in the foot. Perfectly in the interest of the U.S. government. You know, no big deal. Children can see how stupid this is. I mean, you could. there's a lot. I don't even know why they wouldn't try to make this more dynamic. Right? I mean, for crying out loud, you could create a situation that would at least look somewhat like what Russia might do. This is just lazy. I I don't know if it's the Azov Battalion being lazy or if the U.S. government doing play one, two, and three like they always do. I don't know. But nothing about this makes sense at all. Now, look, if it was a bomb, it's just a regular bomb, you could simply argue that they just did it because they're trying to invade the country and they don't care about human life. But why would they use something that not only gives the U.S. exactly what they want, gives the Aza Battalion exactly what they want, but also doesn't even strategically achieve what otherwise would be achieved with literally any other weapon? That's the point that Caitlin Johnstone's made plenty of times. It does not make sense from a military perspective, and they all know that. They do not have a real effect other than just being very, very sinister. A normal bomb would achieve a lot more of the effect of even killing people. It just doesn't add up. Quote, we cannot confirm at this time and we'll continue to monitor. Great, so they're all happy to scream about how we'll do everything if something possible, but we don't even know anything. That shows you the illusion. Whenever I see that, it's so obvious there's some sort of an agenda. You don't stand up and scream about possible action when you have no information. If something happened, we'll do everything, but we don't know anything yet. Cool. Thanks for saying nothing. Quote, these reports, if true, are deeply concerning and reflective of the concerns that they basically the same thing. Riot control agents and chemical weapons of tear gas. Very strange. Now, by the way, oh, I think I've skipped that in this article. The tear gas point is really strange to me because tear gas. Was it right here? Now I don't see it. By the way, it's very strange to me that tear gas. Even in one of these articles, I forget which one it was, it says very clearly that it's illegal in wartime. And I've made this point before. It's a war crime to use it in war. Normal, normal tear gas, except police can use it. And they say that's OK. That's literally what they make. They, they say it's illegal in war, but police use it regularly around the world. I don't understand why. So you can't use it against combatants, but you can use it against civilians peacefully protesting. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. But it goes on to say, the original report was in the form of a telegram message posted by the Azov Regiment. The openly neo-Nazi, and as even they point out, the ultra-nationalist, which is really not ultra-nationalist, it's fascist, it's neo-Nazi, it's in fact Nazi, part of the Ukrainian National Guard. It's not just part of the Ukrainian, it's, it's just so frustrating. They know this. It's so easy to prove. It shows you that they're either too chi- too brainless to know how to look things up, or they're just repeating for narrative. They're not just part of the National Guard. They have their own political parties. It's called the National Corps. There's also the Right sector. There's also Svoboda, which is also a political party. There's also the Georgian Legion. These are all mixing parties and, and battalions. But the point is, there's a lot of this. And this one ultranationalist group is gigantic and has people in charge all across the spectrum of the entire government. As even the experts were telling you on Newsweek moments before this started. I've shown you a hundred times. They're literally going, it's an international group. They've got reach all around the world. And now it's like, nah, just one little tiny group that doesn't even have an effect. You can't say both because they're both not true. But it's saying they used a poisonous gas of unknown substance. Any use of such weapons would be a callous escalation of the conflict and will hold Putin to his account. (laughs) It's just, just based on what? Based on the allegation. And that's the point. If he uses the one thing we told you he would use with the one thing that would give us the excuse, then they were going to stand up and say that he shouldn't have used it. It's just so dumb. Russian leaders have shown in the past the brutality with which they conduct and prosecute their operations. Why? Well, the Syrian civil war, of course. Oh, you mean the illegal occupation and invasion of Syria that you frame as a civil war? That you literally funded extremists and gave weapons and carried out sorts of atrocities? I can't believe they would even point at that right now. I mean, it's just embarrassing. You mean the country that you're currently still occupying and is robbing blind, that you're robbing oil and wheat and burning wheat fields? You guys are literally conducting economic and literal terrorism on the ground. And what and, and Syria or excuse me, Russian government gets invited by Assad's government. Now, whatever you think of either of them, it's very obvious on the record that the government of Syria invited them, that they then protected the people of Syria. You can't deny this because look at what happened in every circumstance. When they took back control, the people flooded in for protection. No matter what they said when it was happening, that's now obvious. But yeah, let's, let's just, I mean, why not? Just point at the narrative you spun about Syria. Because the people that believe you won't even look into what you're saying. That's the point. So because you guys were brutal in Syria, we're going to be brutal here and blame Putin just the same way. Now, here is how you tie in Avastol, or they do. Ukraine war. U.S. is deeply concerned about the reports. It's kind of, a lot of this is redundant. But it says, Russian forces allegedly launched the attack on the Avastol metals plant. Well, now it gets a little more specific. I didn't see that anywhere else before this. Where? Why weren't they pointing at the Avastol metals plant? Because I'm not I'm seeing inconsistent reporting on this as well, where Ukrainian troops are said to be entrenched. I mean, they don't even almost want you to know that. They're acting like, no, they're bombing this plant because they want to hurt Ukraine. Well, now it's becoming more clear that they are completely entrenched in there, that possibly there are high-level people they've been trying to fly out. Here's what it says. The Azov Battalion, which has been heavily involved in the fighting in Mariupol, no, they literally control Mariupol, just frustrating how bad these people are at their jobs or they're liars, and has strong ties to the far right. Isn't it funny how they're just really desperately trying? They used to have their own way of framing this. They're ultra-nationalists. No, they're ties to the far right. You guys just spent weeks pretending that wasn't true. That's why you're struggling and squirming in writing this out. Yes, they're neo-Nazi level, terrorist level people. Yes. And that's what you were saying before you got here. Now you went through a brief period of trying to pretend like that was fake because we weren't supposed to admit it. And then it was like, well, kind of real, but Putin's lying. And now it's just like, well, they're far right. They're dangerous. But let's move past that. <laughs> it's just, it's really embarrassing. And they're right. It says they, uh, oh, that's the part we read, drop this, but they they add here, during a drone attack on Avastol Metals plant. A drone attack. And we've heard this already, haven't we? Yes, that's right. George Webb discussing this, saying the secret war to me means sea drones, robotic launchers, and specifically talking about Avastol. Pretty interesting. It's hard to miss the connections and that you, you know, can only guess exactly right so many times. Goes on to say... One injured man described a sweet-tasting white smoke. Maybe they don't know what white phosphorus is supposed to taste like. Maybe they lied. Or maybe it's nothing of the kind. Maybe they made it all up. Covering an area of a plant after an explosion. Another said he felt immediately unable to breathe and had collapsed with cotton legs. Edward Bersurin told Russian State TV that remaining Ukrainian forces in Mariupol were entrenched at the Azovstal plant and that Russia should encircle it and smoke out the moles. You see how this is patching together? So that's supposed to make it look like we literally used the word smoke because we were going to gas them and we didn't think that was like, it's just, this is how you patch together a clumsy narrative that will influence the lowest common denominator. The person that thinks that, oh, he said smoke, therefore he did it because that adds up. That's what children would do. That is how a lazy person makes a narrative to say, look, he said smoke and we just saw smoke and it tastes like smoke and therefore they did it. Speaking on Monday night... Now, look, I'm, I'm not saying I know that, right? I mean, that's it just... Yeah, what I'm pointing out is that is a lazy... If, if all you have is that they said smoke out the moles, and now you're claiming you saw smoke, that's not proof. That's a very, very, very flimsy evidence point. Speaking on Monday night, Zelensky said any use of chemical weapons would make a new stage of terror attacks into Ukraine and called on Western nations to arm his forces with weapons needed to defend his country. Right, so one day before... He stands up and goes, any new thing will be a new stage. And then the next day, the thing happens. Why does anybody feel like that's not suspicious? I could have said that less confusingly. Why would you think that's, why would, that's obviously suspicious. And then, of course, calls for the things he needs to defend his country. But, of course, simultaneously has been winning against Russia's massive military. While he doesn't have everything he needs to defend himself, because those add up, right? Quote, unfortunately, we are not getting as much as we need to end this war sooner. Right. Because he's pushed them back. It's such a flimsy argument. I am sure that we will get almost everything we need, but not only time is being lost, the lives are being lost. Lives that can no longer be returned. Right. The other, because lives can be returned. You see what I mean? This is, I don't know what he was trying to reach at. He's basically trying to make you feel guilty, saying that you're killing people by not giving me everything I need to fight this war that's not your war, the American people, Ukraine people, whatever. He says that if you don't give us what we want, you're killing people. Think about that. Why is it anybody else's responsibility? That's pretty ridiculous. But then he goes to say the lives of Ukrainians are being lost. Lives that can no longer be returned. I don't see why people think these people are real. I don't know if somebody wrote this down for him and he messed it up or what. But I'm not familiar with lives that can be returned after they're lost. So all of them are lost, right? The lives of Ukrainians are being lost. Well, the lives of Russians are being lost. The lives of the Donbass people are being lost. None of them who returned. But I guess they just said it to make it sound like something was meaning something because these people are ridiculous. U.S. Defense Minister James Happy ruled nothing out in terms of a Western response if chemical attack was confirmed. Right. So you guys are up in arms about the fact that they've never even once used the terms. But wink, wink, we know he's secretly doing it because we said so, right? But then... The allegation gets floated that they might have done it, and you stand up and go, we'll do the same thing back. That's what he said. We will respond in terms. In terms. Or excuse me, no, that's the next part. He says, the, uh, hold on, ruled nothing out in terms of the response. So here's the first one. Excuse me, the next one's more clear. Ruled nothing out. That means that chemical weapons are on the table. That means that biological weapons are on the table. That means that nukes are on the table. We know this because they made the same argument when Trump said that. But of course, they'll go, we never meant that, except we totally did say that when Trump was doing it because we're all childish hypocrites, right? Ruling nothing out means that you have everything on the table. Why is it okay for them to insinuate chemical weapons openly, but he doesn't do that and you pretend he meant that because they're children. Quote, there are some things that are beyond the pale and the use of chemical weapons will get a response and all options are on the table for what that response could be that means chemical weapons. You moron. You literally just threaten them with everything possible. And that's what you keep saying he's doing, even though he's not. He just is running circles around them politically. Even if you think, and even if he is the biggest criminal in the world and wants to murder people everywhere, he is politically better at this than they are. Now it goes on to say, last month, U.S. President Joe Biden, and said NATO, quote, would respond if Russia used chemical weapons. Right. And you think Putin doesn't know that? So he went up and said, well, they're going to bring in NATO if I use them. So I'm going to go ahead and use them, which then brings them in, which then crosses the red line, which then makes it worse. Now, if you believe that's what they want, then sure. But why would they need to prompt him to use it before he does it if that's the case? No, don't think too hard into it. Just enjoy the show, right? (laughs) just. It's it's silly. But Avastol is clearly a focal point. Now, you should read this again. We went over it in the last show. The bottom line is simply that they are suggesting the possibility that there are high-level people. NATO intelligence officers, UK, France, Italy, inside this area, that got trapped. And now they're desperate to hide this from people. And then this happens, right? This was April 8th. Seems like he was right. Now, don't forget my point from before. How is it possible that Russia can bomb this on March 20th? they claimed anyway and now this is happening today russia strikes one of their largest steel plants right so they strike this and it do, it says badly damaged and it basically destroyed the building that was what the report was and they brought they blindly reported this in a video from Mary-U, but this is what happened they were telling you this maybe they jumped ahead of their narrative i don't know my point is this didn't get really pointed at it got put away and now we're back at it again they just they, they brought it out again Right, they've revived it. Let's do that one again. Or maybe they use the badly damaged building for their base, because that makes sense. Certainly possible. March nineteenth. One of the biggest metallic plants in Europe. I mean this this All Right, so just wait. I'm I'm willing to bet we're gonna see this video really surface as if it just happened. And blaming, you know, having it mixed up. Now, the point is, guys, why would this make sense? I think it's because they're continually reusing these narratives, recycling them when they don't get really pointed at. This is something that Vanessa Beely and I discussed in the past about Syria, arguing that there was a lot of false flags conducted by the extremists that weren't even pointed at. Because they couldn't just keep doing them every three days because it got – because it was – I mean, even the ones they did got exposed, and they are ridiculous, and we know that now. Even people like Robert Fisk from The Independent went there on the ground and said – which, by the way, never happens anymore. He probably put an end to that, not him personally, but because he did that. They said, no more. (laughs) You can't expose our lies. And they revealed that it was a false flag. Every one of these has been overtly, completely destroyed. They are false flags. They committed false flags. The U.S. government carried out false flags in Syria. You need to wrap your mind around that. So my point was, oh, that's right. That, that Vanessa Bealy, taught, we've talked about this, about how these extremists were, I don't know whether they were jumping ahead of the narrative or, you know, to acting out of turn, or they were being told to do it and they just weren't using them all. I think it's more so because the they didn't want to look ridiculous. So the point was, they either carried out chemical attacks or faked them and nobody cared. Over and over again, there's multiple examples of not, like, see how. see why would one, one day, be such a big deal that they have to call for action and everybody's crying and people were hurt and on and on and on. And, all. and then the next one happens, same story, same fake videos, same illusion, crickets. That shows you that the media steps into their role when they're told to or when they're pushed into it because it was there, they sent it, people saw it, it was getting spread quietly background around in the meat, but they didn't talk about it. My point isn't this, I think that might be what we're looking at. That they carried this out, as from an AZA battalion perspective, because they wanted something, or because they wanted to drive this out. They thought the time was right. Maybe it's not. Just a thought. Or, like I said before, it seems more likely this was, as even the AZA battalion seems to be saying, that we're not sure, and our investigations haven't panned out. So, you take that for what you will. Russia accused of chemical weapons on Mariupol after, quote, unknown substance causes respiratory problems. Interesting, by the way, the respiratory discussion, the overlap with COVID as well. UK and US say they are working to verify details of alleged chemical weapons in Mariupol. Un, a Ukrainian member of parliament, Ivana Klimpush, tweeted late on Monday, yesterday, that an unknown substance had been used. Not possibly, but had been used in Mariupol. Which causes respiratory failure and movement disorders, quoting the Ukrainian Battalion Azov. One of the elements of Ukraine's armed forces operating in the city. Isn't <laughs> it funny how they, won't, they they call it the Ukrainian Battalion Azov? I'm going to show you another one somewhere else. They're really trying to hide from this right now. And it's very, very obvious. One of them even, I think, intentionally misspelled the word and wrote it as Azaz. Are you really pretending they don't know that it's Azov? It's so bad. Or the Ukrainian Battalion Azov. Come on. Could just be me seeing it that way, but I think it's pretty clear that they're really trying to get away from this. Let's see how many how many times they say it in here. I've talked about it down there. So going forward, it says, Miss Klumpush, who is leading the nation's efforts to integrate Ukraine into the European U excuse me, European Union. Oh, there it is. So there's your obvious point. She, like the rest of them, in my opinion, are trying to drive this into action. If she's operating out of Mariupol, she's part of the Oza Battalion, or at the very least, they control everything going on there. Even the Western mainstream media pointed this out before this started, like right before we got here, like the beginning of 2022. We're saying that they have international control and they've taken over Mariupol. I've made in two different shows made that clear. So if she's there or the mayor that keeps pointing at things, they are under their control. And the point is. That they're driving the effort to integrate with the European Union, or NATO for that matter. Different things, same agenda. Also condemned the alleged actions and called for further sanctions against Russia, which will have no effect other than driving this forward. This is a red line, they say, beyond which must destroy economy of depotism. We demand full embargo on all fuels. Isn't that exactly what Zelensky said? Yes. Oh, but the red lines only matter when you pretend they're crossed on your side. But as you guys regularly cross red lines that they draw, nobody cares because Russia bad guy, of course, who cares what they want, right? The economy of depotism, de- excuse me, despotism. What's funny to me is that the only pre- group that's running an economy of, you know, despotism or de- despotism or, or, you know, authoritarianism or, you know, creating the world that we're talking about, the despotic world that they're clearly driving forward are the people that we're talking about. I don't even want to call that the U.S. government anymore because that's not really what it is. This is a larger thing happening. But the bottom line is the economy of that is very clearly centered around the group that is driving this in. And by the way, that probably includes Russia, if we're really being honest about the larger Great Reset push. But think about how ridiculous it is to frame just Russia's government as this economy. Like, they really want you to think they're in some grand design to take over the world. If there is any government right now that is clearly driving for that, it is the U.S. government. It's just undeniable. Earlier, the far right, Azov Regiment, now, funny how they won't say it way up there. The point is, it's obvious they are dangerous. They're extremists. They are fascist extremist, terrorist level people that have completely overtaken this government, and that's been driven into reality by the CIA. And I've made this very clear. They say they, the far right regiment, which first res- reported the use of some. Why? Why would it make sense to listen to a far right regiment? Even that. Even though that's way that is a very kind way to describe them, because it's way worse than that. Where are all the liberals and and two-party paradigm illusionists out there that are convinced we're fighting a war on white supremacy or that we're fighting against all the far-right conservatives? And yet right now you're taking the word of a far-right regiment. Oh, I guess it only matters when they're claiming to fight, I guess, the fake... I don't even know how how your mental gymnastics are making sense of this because you probably convinced yourself that all the Nazis are over there and they're far-right, but they're no longer dangerous because the media told you so. It's, you're, you're, it's, it's like a, it's like spoon fed from children. They first reported the use of some toxic aerosol dropped from a drone operated by Russian forces, exactly like George Webb seemed to predict, said that there are three people of clear signs. The leader of the regiment said there are no disastrous consequences for their health. Very strange. I think that was, that was the last part of it. So going over to this next part. I want to make sure we think about, it's interesting, the, the timing of basically predicting that this not necessarily would be a drone strike, but that drones were involved in this. And he seemed to call this out because he argued that the U.S. Delta Force was in Ukraine and the people stuck in these areas. He also pointed out specifically in 2020 with CNN that Azov was involved with China and the initial spread of pathogens like coronavirus in Wuhan and Hong Kong under NATO supervision. But then referenced specifically. Discoveries with Avastol, like this, all ties back together. I find it very interesting. I think this is a central part of what's actually happening here. So brings us back over to what they're saying here on the Telegraph. Okay, good, I didn't lose it. it says Russia-Ukraine latest news: Vladimir Putin warns West's economic blitzkrieg against Russia has failed. Now, sure, they're going to say, "Oh, he's lying. He's losing and he's dying and he can't walk straight and he, you know, whatever else they keep running out of bullets and whatever they keep floating out there with nothing to back it up." He says opposite. So you should listen to both and come to your own conclusions. The point is that what's happening seems to back up what he's saying. Speaking after talks with the Belarusian counterpart, Lukashenko, in the Russian Far East, Putin said, quote, that blitzkrieg on which our foes were counting on did not work. He added that Russia's financial system was operating well. Again, that they're screaming about how we're destroying their economy. And I do think they're probably having a larger effect, and he'll admit, but I don't know. I, they've been trying to insulate themselves from this for decades. I don't think that this is really hurting them like they're pretending it is. However, the Russian president conceded, they say, not a quote, that the risk of harm from Western sanctions could rise in the medium and longer term and said he hoped common sense will prevail. You know what he actually said? That their sanctions will increase and he hopes the common sense will prevail. Of course, how they framed that is what he means is that he concedes that it's hurting him. No, he didn't say that. These people are children. And I just, I keep saying that, but it's, it's child level. You at, at some level, you know you're really fully taking him out of context because that's what you think he means, or I don't know. It's childish. But it says, Putin also dismissed claims that Russian forces were struggling against Ukrainian resistance and had been forced to withdraw from around major cities, including Kiev. Of course he did. He dismissed it because he could be lying about it, but because from the very beginning, he never said that's what would happen. He actually said the opposite. He said exactly what's happening is what was always going to happen. So you have to consider that that might be what was going on, guys. Quote, our actions in certain regions of Ukraine were just related to containing enemy forces. Well, gee, that seems to be what happened. Destroying military infrastructure, that seems to be what happened. Creating conditions for a more active operation in Donbass. Well, that seems to be exactly what happened. And I said this in the beginning, right? If that pans out, we need to stand back and go, maybe that's what he was really doing. I'm not saying I know that. To suggest that might be the reality is not any kind of one-sided idea. It's simply being willing to consider one side of a double-sided argument. It's amazing how considering what Russia's saying might be true is being a a one-sided shill for Russia. (laughs) It's like objectivity has literally become the opposite today. We are in 1984. Oh, well, it's funny. I say that actually. There's going to point coming up later in the show. But think about that, guys. I mean, we. I'm not. We have to consider that maybe he was being honest. But just floating that possibility, they're going to. go, Oh, you're our silver Russia. It's <laughs> just maniac level stuff right now. Goes on to say, our actions in certain regions of Ukraine were just related to containing those forces. He says we added earlier. He added earlier in the day that he had no doubts that Russia would achieve all of its objectives in Ukraine. There's RT. Ukrainian neo-Nazis make chemical attack claim. This is what this is their addition to it. Most of it's the same, but I wanted to add a couple other parts. It says separately, the Ukrainian parliament accused Russian forces of quote, this is where it gets really obvious to me, firing on nitric acid tanks in the Donetsk region. Okay, so right now, understand. They're saying they carried out chemical attacks. And then Ukrainian parliament parliament members just randomly said on top of that, that they're also firing on nitric acid tanks in Donetsk. Quote, they said this was reported by the patrol police, according to a post in the parliament's Twitter account. So this is legitimate. This is their own Ukrainian account from the government. Locals are urged to prepare protective face masks and soaked in soda soda solution. Interesting how that aligns with two things in my mind. One, COVID, and the idea of wearing protective face masks just weirdly connected to this guy wearing a mask in this shootings in New York right now. It's not that there's nothing anything to it necessarily, but just overlap. I'll get that in a minute later. But what you're going to see here guys is this nitric acid tank discussion that happened last week and it's provable. So here they are clumsily lying to you yet again. Now I don't know why they wanted to kind of Pull that into it, maybe because the chemical argument was falling flat already and they thought they could use the video? I mean, I'll show you what I'm talking about. Here's Liz Truss. Reports that Russian forces may have used this, or you know, like we're seeing everywhere. We're working urgently with partners. You mean Ukraine? Yes, that's what they're talking about, to verify this. Down here it says, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki first set the stage. Of course she did for an alleged Russian chemical or bioweapon attack. Is not it funny? How chemical or bioweapon or anything, right? Whatever they do, that's what they were going to do. How about that, <laughs> right? Whatever ends up, or rather, excuse me, whatever we accuse them of, that's what we they were planning. <laughs> Think of it like that. Don't you love that? The alleged chemical, biological, they're going to do something. We know it. What, what What's their act? We don't know, but it's something and it's coming. That might as well be what they said. Just like with with Syria. Remember that story where they come out and say, if something happens, it's going to be Assad. It's the same stupid level of of manipulation here. How would you possibly know that? Isn't it possible that somebody else could do it? Nope, nope, must be Assad no matter what. So then you open the door for anybody doing it. And then they're going to be like, well, it was Assad. We told you we would do that. Same thing here. It doesn't even matter what happens. Anybody could carry this out and they would blame them. That's the point. That's why when they haven't done that here, it seems very suspicious. Now, you could argue it's a little bit of a self-serving narrative, but the point is I'm not saying I know that for sure. That's the difference. I'm giving you my opinions. While responding to reports from Moscow on the U.S.-funded biolabs, of course, in Ukraine, is when Psaki said this. Isn't that interesting? So the story that has very clearly panned out to be the reality, right, that there are biolabs, that they knew that, they lied about it, they actively tried to cover that up, They they lied to you about it, they tried to, you know in every possible way, pretend like you were wrong, you were a conspiracy theorist, that you didn't know what you were talking about. Oh, and then it turned out to be true. I mean, oh oh, uh, here's one of the clips. Uh, Was that the one? Oh, no, that's not the one. Shoot, I thought I had Newland. Oh, I do, it's up here. Hold on. The Newland clip. I swear I did. I thought I did. Huh. The opening clip from... Hmm. Pretty certain I had that. Well, I'm not going to waste any more time. That's pretty strange. Here, I can't just grab it like this, I bet. Let's see. Where she admitted it. Yep, there it is.
3: has uh, biological research facilities, which, in fact, we are now quite concerned Russian troops, Russian forces, may be seeking to uh, gain control
1: of. Now, what's funny there is, remember, when that first came out, it was fake news. They do not have biolabs, not bioweapons. They said biolabs. And that's what they argued, period, over and over. Of course, then she comes out and says that. And it's obvious. before she said that, we proved it. Here's the documentation that you have them. They paid for them. The U.S. is involved. I mean, it's child level. I keep saying that. I mean, I really can't get past that this is a choice. Like like petty child level, like stomping your feet, plugging your ears. Like, I'm not going to look at it. That's the kind of stuff we're dealing with right now. Now, sorry, I just got distracted by something. I'm making sure I'm thinking someone's wrong or something in the chat. But the, the point is, if they admitted this, it's dangerous. And then they skip past this. And act like it's the same story, right? You don't have something that can be dangerous in the hands of Russians if it's not dangerous in the hands of people that are still protecting it. And then we're talking about the Aza Battalion, which are very clearly neo-Nazi. So it's amazing that they get accused of that. They pretend it's fake news and then shift the story. Look over there at this chemical attack and things, or the fact that they might do it, right? Russia's about to do this thing. Oh, where's the proof? Nothing. We don't have anything. This is Psaki sidestepping a really serious thing that they got accused of, right? That's all it is. Please excuse me for one second. I'm going to play a clip. I need to check something, make sure I'm not
2: wrong. What happened is the United States and European Union mobilized this virulent nationalist group out of Lvov in Western Ukraine, among whom were these neo-Nazis who worship Stepan Bandera and the uh, the Banderista movement, uh, which was a pro-Nazi Ukrainian national movement, carried out a resistance in that area for decades. Um, These guys came in and took over Maidan, violently overthrew the, the, the legitimate president of Ukraine, and then imposed themselves through force of violence into the Ukrainian body politic to give you an example of how powerful they are, when Poroshenko, who was the president before Zelensky, uh, negotiated the Minsk Accords in 2015, 2014, 2015, you know he agreed that all they had to do is give a special autonomous situation to a status to the Donetsk and Lugansk, and they would stay part of Ukraine. He agreed with Germany and France. Then he came back and the neo-Nazis said, you try and implement that, we'll kill you. Americans get upset with a bunch of rioters taking the Capitol and then leaving the same day. I get upset about it. I'm not happy about it. But it ain't an insurrection. An insurrection is what happened in Ukraine. It's happening every day. Zelensky was told, he was elected to be the president who brought peace. If you remember, Zelensky toured the front line because they were supposed to disarm and he went up to the Azov Battalion and he said, disarm. And they laughed at him, kicked him out. He said, I'm the president of Ukraine. They said, shut up, we'll slap you. He had to leave. And he was told, if you sign Minsk, we will hang you by the neck until dead. That's the control these people have. And they've done it in the military. They, you know, These people should have been disbanded, arrested, shot. Instead, the military absorbed them and then promoted their officers throughout the ranks so that there's neo-Nazis everywhere. And the biggest embarrassment of all is when British, American, and Canadian troops go to Ukraine to train that military in NATO tactics, NATO equipment. The photographs show that they're training the Azov Battalion because those were the first units Ukrainian military brought forward for training. We trained Nazis.
1: All right. I appreciate those. There were uh, no worries about, about doing that. I thank you for pointing out the time. I, I So uh, 7 Central is when I'll be jumping over to that other other interview. I just want to make sure that I wasn't mistaken on that. So let's continue. No worries, guys. I appreciate the point out. Um. So here we are. As it says, also last month, U.S. President Joe Biden said NATO members would respond in kind. That's the point I was remembering. So not over here, we have the U.K. saying that nothing's off the table, which is the same point. Right? We are using anything at our disposal, which includes chemical, biological, whatever else. I mean, think about if Putin said that even let I mean like even like more reserved. <laughs> Say it's, I mean, they would freak out. He said everything, you know, you know they would do that. Here is P- Biden saying in kind, you know what that means, Biden? The same thing, but I don't think he knows that. I think he just thought he oh, I'm gonna respond again. So you're saying you're gonna use chemical weapons back? This guy this guy is a bumbling bull, it seems like, but the point is. They can say things like that. He could in like say something not even... He can say something that's not even remotely that and they'll pretend that's what he meant. That's how stupid this is. And maybe he does. Certainly possible. So you have bio labs that were working on dangerous things that tie back to COVID-19. He might do something over there. There's your story. Proof, evidence, allegation. Just keep around. That's like a hamster wheel. Proof, evidence, allegation, over and over and over and over and over. That's the U.S. government for you right there. Now, here's what they're arguing in this point. All right, was it this one the, uh... yes, right here. So firing on nitric acid tanks. Okay, so this was being accused of happening today, okay? Here is the story, again, being pushed as if it's happening right now. This happened a week ago fog of war, huge cloud of nitric acid blows back on Russian troops. Of course, the argument being like, look at how dumb they are. They fought, they hit this thing to try to carry out a chemical attack and it blew back in their faces. That's what his argument is. April 12th today. You can see right here, it says Russian army hit tank with nitric acid. Ukraine 12 April 2022. Bungle. Oh, you know what's funny? Nah, I'm not going to go into it. I think that's been changed, but it says bungling Russian troops reportedly blew up a tank of poisonous nitric acid only to watch the wind waft it back towards them. It has emerged from Ukraine. Images of the brown cloud of noxious gas appeared reportedly near under fire Luhansk Oblast as local forces mocked their Russian enemy. Oh, there it is right there. So it's the bottom one. So the point is this article is just like the rest of Western press is parroting what they're saying. So these officials reach out and say, look at what they did. This is a Ukrainian parliament member saying this. So just like they've been taught by the rest of corporate media, these other ones come out and just push the narrative. But here is the reality. Or excuse me, this is one of the other ones from April 10th at the very least, which is two days ago. So somebody else is already trying to get ahead of this. A powerful explosion, which is this location, but it's not from April 10th. So I don't know where, why this would keep bubbling back up because the reality is this happened on April 5th. And what's interesting to me is that this is very clearly at the hands of the Ukrainian government. Let me show you. So my, what I keep showing you, this happens. Whether they carried it out, they faked it, or whatever you're talking about, and then a week later, they flip it around and they blame it on Russia. Like It's just, it is very lazy. They just keep recycling these things. The explosion, I mean, at the very least, whatever you think happened, ask yourself why members of parliament in the Ukrainian government are right now saying they did this today when you can prove that it happened a week ago. The explosion of nitric acid at the chemical plant in, uh, I knew I was going to forget it. Oh, I wrote it down. Rubizinone, which is really weird pronunciation, but I certainly looked it up. Rubizinone is the UK version of it, I guess, but was carried out while considering the direction of the wind and a full understanding of the consequences for the civilian population of Donbass. This is a Ukrainian forces chemical attack. So the report coming from an independent journalist in Ukraine is telling you that this explosion was done by the Ukrainian forces with the plan of this wafting back into Donbass, which is, by the way, exactly what happened. Or the alternative story is that this happened a week ago, And they're only just telling you today by acting like it happened today and that Russia was so clumsy, they just bombed this thing and didn't even take into consideration the wind because they're so dumb. (laughs) I mean, God, it's just I don't even feel like they're trying or they just don't think we're smart enough. Here is another report all back on April 5th. I mean, there's no way they could have reported about this back on April 5th if it happened today, right? It's pretty clear. Alleged attack on Ukrainian chemical plant by Ukrainian forces, April 5th. Reportedly, Ukrainian forces have blown up a tank that is supposed to contain hydrochloric acid while retreating. Which, by the way, makes sense. You want Which is what they've already done in multiple verifiable situations where they carry out massive... They do things to hurt people because they're losing. Now, here's what TASS is saying April 5th. Also April 5th. According to earlier reports... Retreating from the area, the Ukrainian troops Ukrainian troops, blew up the tanks with presumably nitric acid. A photo posted by a lieutenant colonel on the Telegram channel features a brick red cloud after the explosion. He wrote the explosion was timed to take into account the winds that are now blowing toward the settlement in Russia, or specifically the duke region, which is controlled by the LPR forces. Pretty interesting, isn't it? Now here's another report, April 8th. Right. So we haven't even gotten to the 12th, which is today, which is where they're all, the Ukrainian parliament is claiming it just happened. Here's another report in between that claiming to have proof of Ukrainian provocation, Russia, they detonated chemical tanks capable of destroying life radius of 30 kilometers. Right. So not only did they say this happened without going, they did it, just like the U.S. government does with no proof, they said this happened. We're not sure. Which I just keep pointing out, you can pretend they're doing that because they want to make it look like they're. I mean, how you only go so far in pretending to be and be, you know, show due diligence and, and, and have honesty and whatever else before you just ultimately become the same that way. I mean, it's pretty funny. I'm not arguing that's what's happening. I've said from the very beginning that it obviously is beneficial to this government to be the counterbalance to what the US is clearly being, which is dangerous and bad and violent and murderous. I don't believe for a second that that is actually what they are. That's just my opinion. I believe that it's been ever since Syria and before that when they step up and do the right thing, it's hugely beneficial to them. So they go, well, geez, let's just, you know, that's my opinion. And it really is just opinion. I mean, that's just a general observation, but look at what keeps happening. I mean, how many times in a row does Russia step in and play the role of the person fighting against the bad thing until you maybe think maybe that's what they're doing, even if it is just as a means to an end? Again, that, of course, will be framed as pro-Russia, when really it's just pro-objectivity. And it's the opposite of what everybody seems to be doing today. So here they are, coming in in the middle and saying, well, now we have proof. So we threw out the possibility. We didn't know. And now we came back and said, here's evidence of what we're talking about. You just can't be more counter to what the U.S. keeps doing, which they go, here's what happened. Shut up. You have to take our word for it. That's our evidence. Our evidence is we told you to shut up and you have evidence. (laughs) I'm being facetious, but that's Ned Price saying, well, the evidence is that we told you about it. Russian authorities claim to have evidence of a Ukrainian provocation of a chemical attack to corner Moscow, saying it could endanger the lives of those around it. Russia has credible evidence that Kiev is planning more chemical provocations with the support of U.S. advisors. The head of the Russian delegation said this at a conference on military security and arms control in Vienna, Austria. On April 5th, they said. The Ukrainian army, before leaving the area in People's Republic of Lugansk, blew up a tank with chemicals at the site of the Zara industrial plant, Zarya. 40,000 tons of sulfuric, hydrochloric, and nitric acid with ammonia still remain there. If it exploded, it is capable of destroying all life within 30 kilometers. We have credible evidence that Kiev is planning another chemical provocation with support from U.S. masterminds. He further warned that one possible scenario was the explosion of a railroad tank with chlorine at the railway station here, which, by the way, is not what happened. So again, you could argue that if it was them just setting up the false flag they were going to carry out, wouldn't make much sense to accuse them of something that doesn't happen and then carry out something else, does it? You know, just all this logic clogging up their narrative, right? Down here it says, it's not surprising that Washington has handed over a number of chemical protection suits to Kiev. Of course, they're going to argue it's because we think Russia is going to carry out attacks. Exactly what they're going to say, or probably already have. But it says at the same time to cover up such underhanded schemes, it baselessly accuses Russia of plotting provocations, which is what Russia says. It seems pretty interesting, doesn't it? Now, don't forget that, but that this ultimately did happen, right? Because you can see their even coverage of the actual pictures, which on April fifth later exploded. Not today, which is what they're trying to use it for. I just don't know how you get past stuff like that. They're lying, period. Now here is Newsweek, basically telling you what's going to happen. Russian chemical weapons in Ukraine could see NATO troops deployed. Well, weird. It's almost like that's the self-fulfilling prophecy, right? They stand up and say, "If this happens, we're going to do NATO stuff," and then they go, "Oh, something happened. Wow, well, now we have to." Grow, forlorn hero. The UK's undersecretary for armed forces has said that, "quote, all possible options are on the table." if they do this. So you're threatening chemical weapons, sir? <laughs> no, no, I didn't say that. Well, you literally did, but nobody will ask that question. But it goes on to say, the claims have not yet been verified, and officials in Mariupol are waiting for official information from Ukraine's military on the reports. There's your confirmation, guys. Only only pl- outform, pl- excuse me, outform, outlet platform, that was weird, combined the two, that I've seen point out to what they're actually waiting for. They're all saying, we're waiting for confirmation. From what exactly? Are you on the ground? No. Barely anybody's being even let in. So right now, what they're saying is, we are waiting for the Ukraine military to tell Mariupol what we're going to say. That's not confirmation. You're still being told what they see. And these are extremists. Open extremists. The city's mayor, who is a part of the Ozop Battalion, also reported that over 10,000 civilians have died so far in Mariupol since they invaded. Did you prove any of that? No. There's pictures of stuff, sure, but you don't know who killed them. You don't know where the bombs came from. You just get narrative and they all back it up. On Tuesday, Zelensky mentioned reports saying Russian troops might be using chemical weapons to break the defense of Mariupol, which, by the way, is broken. If they're surrounded in a building, there's no sense to say that they use this to break the defenses of a building they're holed up in, which is, by the way, even what corporate media is admitting. You see what I'm talking about? This is broken. If they're encircled in the Azov plant and they're even threatened to call, and they're bombing it and they're encircling us and they're coming after us. And, we, you know, like the way that they're promoting this, and then simultaneously he's arguing that we're winning the war, that we need more weapons to stop this, to end it sooner. The Russian troops might use chemical weapons to break the defense of our retreat. None of this makes sense. Quote, today, the occupiers issued a new statement, which testifies to their preparation for a new stage of terror against Ukraine and our defenders. So that's that's what he says. So basically, they say, we're going to continue our special military operation until we remove these people. And we're going to, you know, and then he goes, he I stood up and said he's going to murder everybody. <laughs> that's basically what Zelensky does. And maybe he means that, but he sure as hell didn't say that. Quote, one of the mouthpieces of the occupiers stated, here's my point, that they could use chemical weapons. Not even remotely did anybody say that. In fact, what we see for sure is the U.S. and U.K. side insinuating that they might use them. But he literally just said that one of these people working for the Russian government said they're going to use this against people in Mariupol. And we take this seriously. The point is that the lowest common denominator, uh, whether the UK or the US or wherever else, are going to read this and blindly take that at face value and then go tell their neighbor that Russia threatened chemical weapons. And that's how that works. No, they did not. I mean, do you really, why would they even think that would make sense? To come out and be like, we're going to use this thing that we know you don't want us to use. Uh it's just childish. And this is Zelensky. This is Zelensky. The, he's the one standing up and doing this and they're all about it. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Russia claims U.S. mercenaries planned chemical attacks in Ukraine. December 21st, 2021. Now, I'm not saying that proves that they knew it. I mean, it could just as easily mean that they planned it all the way back then. That's what they'll say. But the point is, guys, where did it begin? Right there. Now, I don't mean the back and forth. What I mean is this argument about who was going to carry out these attacks is because there was seemingly intelligence about what they were doing in Donbass. And by the way... It seems to have happened with many different attempts in regard to bombings, as well as the chemical thing we just talked about, which is pretty clear. Or how about the missile that struck the train station that that undeniably came from Ukraine controlled territory or Bucha for that matter, which even apparently corporate press is now quibbling about whether there was some uncertain things there. I mean, guys, this is falling apart just like COVID, but I don't, I don't know whether they're walking it back or what's happening right now, but they're quibbling about whether this is real. But in the meantime, they're still pushing forward their agenda. And Zelensky, of course, is a huge part of that. But the point is that they called this out. If you want to really point to who said it first, if that matters to you, Russia was saying they were going to do this before this all really kicked off. And I think this is maybe the recycling part of it, where they go, well, they said it, they did it. You accuse them of things they're doing, and they do it, and they point at Russia. Now, here's the last part of it before we finish this off. This is the last, the most recent one I saw. This is also from today, obviously, because today's when it happened. But the Guardian says, did Russia really use chemical weapons in Ukraine? Isn't it funny? As Corbett always puts, when there's a question mark, it means no. <laughs> or usually means no. Experts are skeptical. Really? I, I mean, why now? I don't have to make the point again. I just think it's pretty silly. They've not cared about quibbling about anything up until now. Every single other narrative has been not only backed, but they shout down anybody that says that it could be anything else. What, what if they're lying? Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. That's the kind of thing we've seen. Now, for the first time, they actually get the thing they keep telling is going to happen, and they're all walking back before we can even jump into the story. I mean, I, I haven't reported it yet, and I'm like, they're already going, we don't know. I think it might be wrong. There's something very strange about this. And I'm like I said, I'm leaning towards this was the way it was supposed to be presented. To give them an illusion of due diligence? Maybe just to set the table for thoughts about chemical weapons before they carry out the bigger one, which is a biological, I mean, who knows? I could theorize all day. Here's what it says. Ukraine forces hold up in the besieged city of Mariupol. Again, you see what I'm talking about? How can they be besieged and hold up in the area when they had to do this to break their defenses? (laughs) I mean, even amongst their own reporting, it's back and forth, right? I mean, it's, (laughs) I just showed it to you. It's pretty embarrassing. It really is embarrassing. They can't even get their own story straight. That's like, it's like one group is stuck on the narrative from a week ago, just like with COVID. Or the next group got the inside thing from the CDC. So they're two steps ahead and they're all telling you the truth, but they're all telling you something different. Which is what usually gets caught. What usually exposes this to, main, to people, to mainstream media, like it did with me. Where you go, how can they both be lying? Or how can they both be telling the truth? They're not holed up if they're winning. They're not besieged. If they had to break defenses, right? Okay, Ukraine forces hold up in the besieged city of Mariupol. Well, I guess besieged, but anyway. Announced late on Monday the Russians had used a poisonous substance. But in the following 24 hours, evidence to corroborate this was a chemical weapons attack has proved harder to find. Okay, so who's looking? It's a good question, right? Who's looking? How would the Guardian know that? Are they on the ground looking? Do they have people digging through the dirt trying to find it? No, no, they don't. So the Ukrainian government, specifically the Aza battalion that's controlling Mariupol, is apparently reporting these things, but then countering their own statements. Nobody should believe that. A scant initial report circulating on social media described victims as having respiratory failure and a rather specific diagnosis of vestibuloatactic syndrome. Rem- anomaly inner ear problems leading to Disney- dizziness and perhaps vomiting, eye twitching, and loss of balance. As it says, the first, at the first, a middle-aged man described seeing a white smoke coming from a- the factory, specifically the Ossipstal steel plant. Weird how that just came became the central point, right? And, and it's just, that's the place that they're currently besieged and held up in, right? And one of the two locations where Ukrainian forces are holding out, and that's the the specifically Aza battalion part of it, the smoke or fog, he later said, was a sweet taste. So the fog comes out of their building. And the allegation is that they somehow carried out a chemical attack. Where's the evidence of it? Where's the launching of it, right? Where's the missile? Or did they secretly walk inside the building and carry it out and then run? Nobody even cares to die. I mean, other than the fact that maybe this is why they're going like, Jesus, this is pretty flimsy. Maybe we won't talk about it. It is too soon to say definitively what happened the first time ever so far in the Ukraine discussion, right? First time. Good job, you guys. Glad you're finally waiting for evidence. One chemical weapons expert said Dan uh, Kazinsta, Kazita, the author of A History of Nerve Agents, cautioned that remote diagnosis was always difficult and questioned why in the initial report such a specific medical phrase was used. Isn't it funny how none of them did this on any of the Syrian attacks or anything else anywhere ever? It's like the first time I've ever seen them all come together and be like, we don't know. Well, this seems like it's suspicious and they shouldn't be saying that. I've just never seen it like this outside of the other side of the story. Elliot Higgins, of course, right? The guy and Bellingcat who always steps in and just toes the line for the narrative. He comes right in and says, that's inconsistent. And I don't think this is right which pretty much ex- exposes to me that this is not exactly what we think it is. Ellie Diggins, the founder of Bellingcat investigative journalism, said the symptoms described in the video were inconsistent with any nerve agent I'm familiar with and with no reports of people constriction and dilation. Okay, so how about when Syria had the attack, right? And they're spraying water hoses over people, and there's random con- contradictory claims of this, I feel this way, my throat feels this way, my hair feels funny, my eyes feel... It was ridiculous. There was all sorts of things coming out left and right. And what they do? Toe the line. That's all chemical tax because Syria did it and blah, blah, blah. And then they went after that other tack with the thing on the bed and they just towed that damn line. And they are embarrassingly caught for that. But here they are going, oh, it's inconsistent. What's inconsistent? The things you can glean from the video that you were sent? There's no actual evidence here, but they're sure as hell ready to jump right into it and give their statement. Fake news. Nevertheless, it was crucial for Ukrainian forces to try to recover any munitions used, which may be possible because chemical weapons shells are designed to release their contents rather than explode. Right, which is true. So they're all coming out with their discussions, waiting on evidence. So it could be that this is the the Soviet weapon that we're going to see pop up. And then I'll just be laughing about how really, really bad this was, worse than ever. Because if they really come around and then say, well, were we def- we proved it was Russia tomorrow, I'm going to laugh because this is clumsy. You know. Anyway, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. My thought is if that is that direction, that it's going to be that one we saw, the rusted old garbage thing, they're going to say it's Soviet, therefore Russia. But the point is that they would know by now. They would know by now. So I don't know why we're waiting. Investigations in the UK and the US are continuing. Right. Let's pretend like people in the U.S. and the U.K. are somehow investigating what's happening in Ukraine, and they're doing it all right now. No, they're patiently waiting by their phones or their computers for Zelensky to say, "Here's what we're finding. Here's what we're going to say," or whatever which way that goes. They're not investigating anything. The Pentagon spokesperson Kirby said overnight that the U.S. has concerns about the Russia's ability to use these agents back and back and back to keep pointing this tear gas argument in. Oh, here's what here's the point right here. Tear gas is a banned chemical weapon in war. Although it's used by police around the world for legal purposes. Huh? How can you pie It's not like you use them differently. It's just dumb. We live in a dumb world with dumb things like this all over the place. Where, oh, that makes sense because political agenda or because I have this side and we're not supposed to admit that's wrong or blah, blah, blah. That's dumb. That's stupid and contradictory. And we all know that. Then finally, just to point out something funny. uh, Where was this? Oh, that was it. I'll make sure I'm glad I didn't forget that. The image I used today. (laughs) I just think this is so stupid. Here's Elliot Higgins pointing at the Aza Battalion with their weird staged background of all these, like, what's that supposed to be? Like a bunch of first aid stuff? Like, is that your first aid table? Are you in kindergarten? Like, here's our hand sanitizer, here's our bandages, and here's our stuff. Like, that's clearly kind of like, we're in a chemical weapon zone. I don't even know what it's supposed to be. The point is, that's the Aza faking this in a very clumsy way with his mat, with his, with his, I guess, the bottom part of a baklava on his face, which wouldn't even stop a statistic. It wouldn't have any statistically significance on a biological or anything like (laughs) the point is he's wearing his his thing over his face when he does this because he wants you to know that there's chemicals around. Right. Oh, no, I've got chemicals and I've got my thing up because I'm in danger. I'm just I just want you to see the theater and a bad theater. Of all of this, or Zelensky on a on a on a stairwell thinking about what he's going to do, and then you get these background pictures of all these high level lights and different camera angles, and and you know it's fake, guys. They are faking this. This is a drag the dog situation. The guy's an actor. It's very obvious. I'm not saying that means that the things that are happening aren't people dying, but they are faking this. This is an illusion. This is dumb to have this have your picture up with this thing and saying we're all in hurt, even as the Western press comes out and says I don't I'm buying it. Doesn't seem like it makes sense. It's lazy. Just like this. And that's why I want to include this. I couldn't find the other one for some reason, but here's uh, the, uh, so this guy, it's even better because we showed you the one first. I think it was on like CBN or CBS or whatever it was, where that guy was talking to them and he had his flight helmet on literally inside of an apartment room. And it was clearly inside had his full flight gear on. So, you know, he's a pilot, right? Cause that's well, serious. He's a real pilot. Cause he's got his helmet on. They think you're that stupid, but it gets even better because apparently he made the rounds and I didn't know that. So here he is going on CNN and guess how they try to make that make more sense. Anderson Cooper interviews, Ukrainian flight, fighter pilot in full gear as he waits on standby, right? That's what one of them said. The other one says in between flights, <laughs> it's just so dumb. Oh, he's in between flights inside of his inside of an apartment with his helmet on. Yeah. Cause they just leave your helmet on when you're in between flights and while you step inside your apartment. Because that one was clearly not some, it was, he was inside the room. We're ready to fight Russians. <laughs> it's just so stupid here. Juice, thank you for joining us. First of all, I have to ask you. Oh, and by the way, his name, his nickname was Juice. Don't miss the overlap there. Juice, thank you for joining us. First of all, I have to ask you, where did you get the call sign Juice? It sounds like American. Yeah, it's a real uh,
3: American call sign. Uh, During uh, my trip in the U.S. a few years ago, uh, my friends from...
1: That's that's a really classy website right there. So when you try to pause the video, it it takes you to their their money donate page, because that's great. (laughs) Clearly a really solid site. But the point here, guys, is this guy, you can see it's all blacked out around him. Where is he exactly? Are you pretending he's inside of his jet? Right, he's in full gear as he waits on standby. The guy is not in his jet. The other image was inside of a room. They are pathetic. I just can't get past how, and, and this is dumb. It's just in every possible way, I can't get past how they pretend like it all adds up. Like this all just makes sense, as you can literally watch them changing what they're doing. So the first one gets you know seen through. So they put him in a darker room, and they go, oh, he's in between them this time. Same guy. Now I think what we're gonna do. Let's see. We're at 221. Yeah. I think I'm going to wrap it up there and I'll do the rest of this. Yes. Tomorrow, just because I got time for the other interview, but we're over two hours. So what the last thing here that I wanted just to you know point out that I wasn't really going to get into too deep anyway, was that there, while all this is happening, I think either it means that we're talking about a, 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 something that that they, they screwed up that the Aza battalion, you know, acted out of turn. And so they just, you know, go look it over here or, just a situation to make you on edge, to make you think that there's attacks coming and this guy in a gas mask, here shoots people in New York and runs and all this stuff happens. And, and here's the video. Prepare the, There's, you know, looks like blood in the image. So, you know, be aware of that. right I mean I don't know what that I don't know why that's I mean so there's a gunman and we should all jam in the train <laughs> I don't know about that but on uh, the 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 interesting part about this is where there's people saying that there was cameras turned off there's all this different weird stuff I'm not at this point I'm not diving into this just yet as deep as the other discussions because I feel like this is more of a look over there kind of thing but what's interesting is the narrative all around it this guy's like wearing they claim he's wearing a gas mask and he runs and it just everything about this kind of seems suspicious to me but at the very least, it's kind of some... Oh, and that's right. The, the argument was, and here's the other point, as Disclose points out, multiple people shot several undetonated devices, which then they walked back. Now, it's it, it does kind of scream fear-mongering to me. Whether or not the shooting... I mean, it, it looks like a shooting... People people get shot in New York all the time. People get shot in Chicago all the time. Baltimore all the time. We just don't ever point at it, right? This is, it's sad, and it's disgusting. That It only matters when they want to point at it. But the point is... I've seen this before where they go undetonated devices then they very quickly walk it back but it doesn't go away. It keeps people thinking oh my god there's bombs or weapons or biological weapons or chemical weapons or you see what I mean? And it keeps this this fervor going. Now this person follows up with the just showing the people in the street. Several people shot blocking off the street. Several people are down. Clearly there's you know this is being pointed out, it's being discussed, it's being kind of brought into the larger conversation, right? Is this part of what we're seeing over here? All right. Are we being attacked because of what's happening in Ukraine? Like, this is kind of like the, they've been floating these ideas without even saying them verbatim. They very much have. And we're going to see this bleed over into our country, whether it's white supremacy, right? That's what I see coming. They're going to argue that this is some kind of a, a Russian staged white supremacy attack, which they already floated, right? We already saw Saki get asked that. Or do you think they're going to carry out white supremacy attacks? It's like, where did that even come from? There's literally nothing that suggests that would make sense, except you posing that question. And now pretending that they do that, I promise that ties back in with the AZA battalion. But I don't see any connection other than that. Here was something that happened just before this that people think there doesn't seem to be any connection to any of it. But nonetheless, it all weirdly ties in the same time frame as this random manhole explosion in New York. Now, there was also a video that I don't have up right now, just of a woman running. I don't know how to place it. Here's a shot, and she takes off running. It could have been the shot in the in New York. It could have been the, the, the uh, I believe it was the manhole. I think that's the day it came from. In any case, guys, there's a lot of this stuff floating around. The reality is that there is such an obvious, obvious narrative happening here that you are being lied to about. There is a lot of very clear dishonesty happening in real time. And it's undeniable. Anybody honest with themselves can acknowledge that they're being lied to because they keep getting caught lying. And it's not because I'm showing it and I'm debunking this. It's because it's obvious. You can't fake the ghost of Kiev situation, have that get proven by corporate media, and then pretend like that didn't happen or use videos from, you know, video games at least three times now, I think at least two that I've shown on my show. And pretend that that's Ukraine shooting down Russian planes and then have it verifiably shown and pretend like it didn't happen. I mean, it, it's just, it's it, it, like, childish. I can't get past how obvious that word is for what we're dealing with. It is childish. Because they don't want to see it. They don't want to admit it to themselves. Now, there's the last part that I was going to get into that we'll, we'll come back on was the White Helm. Oh, you know what I will do, though, I, I, since I played this in the beginning. Here's the video that we played right in the beginning. The point was that this is a Ukrainian journalist. Maybe I'll just play it on the way out. In 2014, telling you that the people in Donbass are superfluous, superfluous, and need to be exterminated. As I keep saying, there's only so much you can pretend isn't happening when it's right in your face. As we've shown you plenty of other examples of people like this, right, of the advisor to Zelensky openly talking about how he admires the violence of ISIS and how that's how we should be doing this. And their strategy is wise. And, you know, and here's another one at the end. Let me see if I did. Uh, no, I don't think so. But, the, you know, here's another one where he's openly talking about how to manipulate you. Right Here are the buttons on your phone. The first thing you communicate to raise alarm, then you have to draw out a sense of guilt. Dang it. Why did that not I feel like I, should, I read that last time? There it is. First you communicate just to raise alarm. Artificially. Then you draw the sense of guilt. Which I was just telling you, right? They want you to feel like you're killing Ukrainians by not giving them money. That's why Americans all over the world are, are in, in the, I mean people all over the world, are dumping money into every little flag they see on any donation button. And you're funding open neo-Nazis. That's ridiculous, and you should feel embarrassed by that if you don't know that. So he's telling you what they're doing. You scare them, and you make them feel guilty. As he says, our boys in the trenches, and you're in Kiev going to nightclubs, or something like that. This is his current political advisor. Then you have to appeal collectively to safety, and then identify where that individual fits. Encourage them. So first, you make people afraid. Secondly, you encourage them. make them terribly afraid. Then you show them the exit from the expectations around this exit. You have to join here and here and everything will be all right. These are the people that you're supporting. These are terrorists guys. That is a terrorist mentality. They are manipulating you. Expectations are set by identifying to a certain group. We are brothers, Ukraine, Ukrainians. We have fought back the Russian invasion. Nothing scares us anymore. They don't care. What about the Russians that live in Donbass? What about the Russians that live in Crimea? They don't care about them, guys. This is the point. This is what they think of them.
0: як так може бути? Так може бути тому, що Донбас, взагалі, регіон, який, ну, це не просто депресивний регіон, розумієте? Там настільки великий комплекс, такі грані проблем, і головніше, наприклад, тому, що там просто дика кількість абсолютно непотрібних людей. Викунаю, повірте, я абсолютно свідомо про це говорю. От якщо брати навіть чисто донецьку область, там приблизно чотири мільйони населення. Ще на менше мільйона півтора там просто зайвих людей. Прошу хочу сказати. Нам не треба розуміти Донбас, нам треба розуміти взагалі український національний інтерес. А Донбас треба просто використати як ресурс. Відповідно, з приводу розуміння Донбасу. Мені здається, що в мене нема зрозуміння жодного рецепту, що тут можна зробити швидко. Але найголовніше, що треба зробити в даний момент, як це там жорстоко не призвучить, є певне. є певна категорія людей, яких треба просто вбити. От ви
3: спитаєте.
1: They'll just pretend like it's out of context, not correct, or, you know, it must be fake because I don't want to see that, right? That's the, that's the classic right now. Oh, did you, did, you, did you check? Did you confirm it for yourself? Nope, nope. I just know that's not real because I don't want to see it. La, 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 la. That's not the reality, right? Here, another one. Exactly. Directly contradicting the U.S. narrative coming straight from the Ukrainian extremists that your tax dollars are supporting. Because we have fun, we have fun killing, and we have fun fighting. And they make it clear, we're not doing this because we care about anything. They're paying us. This is the SRC-14 group. This is the very people, one of the groups completely immersed in this government, but they pretend isn't happening. It's just over and over and over. It's very, very, very obvious. And that's it. We're going to leave it right there. Oh, and just finally a great article from Voltaire. Oh, I'm glad I said that. Uh, I I was conflating, confusing this outlet with something else last time we talked about it. And I think I said, uh, the the outlet I was thinking of, which is not this one, was very partisan. And I think I said this make want to clarify that I, I actually find this outlet to be pretty, pretty interesting. They do good work. But here interesting part here, VoltaireNet.org undermining the Nazi Nazifying Ukraine since 1953. But what I my research has found it was 1948. The document does say 1953, but it's clear they began their efforts in 1948. Anyway, the point was they're way ahead of me because they wrote this on 2016. I haven't seen this yet until somebody sent this to me the other day and it's a great article. Now, I'm going to come back and read this more later. There's some good stuff in here, but I'm going to include it. Read it for yourselves, because the reality is it has been happening. And you know that the documents are clear. Cultivating fascism in Ukraine to lead to where we are now. That's the most important part. The most important part is it's all about leading to where we are now, which is what ultimately happened. Aerodynamic continued into the 1980s. As Operation QR, dynamic aerodynamic, being this operation to create fascism from a dying group called the Organization of, of Ukrainian Nationalists. Not it was the, it was around, but even as the CIA says in their own documentation, it was diminishing. It was not even really there. They plucked him out of obscurity, Mykola Lebed, who was an open Nazi war criminal and had been in prison and sentenced to death for murdering the the prime the interior minister of, of Poland, escaped when they when, when Germany invaded Poland. The United States scooped him up, shielded him from criminal criminal accountability, all the way up until he died. This guy's an award, a Nazi war criminal. Not new though; they do it all the time. They've done it all the time. They've done a pot, Operation Paperclip. They've done it with Dr. Ishii. They've done it a million times over, guys. So we need to realize if it went, if this, di- if this aerodynamic operation went all the way into the 1980s, which is well past when I mean, this isn't. This is what they've built. They've created the illusion in no way does that mean that russia didn't do the same thing in other places or isn't just as bad or blah 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 but what we're staring at right now regardless of any of that is what they have created to blame russia which does not then inherently mean they're not capable of the same things this is what it called to be a grown up and recognize that we can acknowledge contradicting information and use our discernment and really to be quite honest i don't think it's contradictory at all but it's for you to decide so thank you for being here. Make sure you tune in to geopolitics and empire. I think technically we're on TNT Radio. I'm not sure where that link comes from, but check out his Twitter feed and whatever else. Uh, maybe it doesn't even come out live till tomorrow. I'm not sure, but he does good work, so I'm really, I'm really enjoying looking forward to speaking with him. So thank you all for being here tonight. It's so important that we keep doing this, even as it becomes difficult, because who else, right? I love you all, as always. Question everything. Come to your own conclusions. Stay vigilant.
3: I would love, colleague Jambaski, to tell me any circumstance in which NATO has played a productive role or delivered peace anywhere. History has taught us that sanctions do not end military conflicts. They do not bring peace. They make the people suffer. Not the oligarchs, the people. The people of Russia, the people of Europe. And they're not going to help save lives because the more arms you pump into Ukraine... The more the war will be prolonged, the more Ukrainians will die. And it might sound radical, colleagues, but the answer to war is not more war, it's peace. And peace isn't delivered by the barrel of a gun. It's delivered by diplomacy by dialogue, you can wish away your continent's history, but we share a continent with Russia. We will sit down with Russia. There will be a negotiated peace and this organisation should be promoting it earlier rather than delaying it and making sure that more Ukrainians die. Your feigning of sympathy rings hollow. It makes me sick to be honest with you. Uh, President, so EU-Russia relations are at their lowest ebb ever, and the Parliament's response is more, much more of exactly the same thing. Prevent Russia from developing relations with EU countries individually, ratchet up NATO, strengthen EU defences to deter Russia, sanctions and international investigations, and so on. This isn't a serious, credible document. It's actually a xenophobic rant. Much of the information is false, misleading, and one-sided. We surround Russia with native bases, and we call them the aggressor. We support opposition groups and we accuse them of foreign interference. The European project is not being undermined and divided by Russia, but by the rank hypocrisy that is characterised in this report. And the only beneficiaries of this nonsense is the arms industry made fat on the profits of its hysteria. So would people ever... Calm down and cop on. We need to work diplomatically with our neighbours for a peaceful resolution of differences. Could she back off the Russia-phobia? The last thing we need is a Cold War turning into a hot one. We absolutely reject the report in its entirety.